check mike one two one two we are back we are back oh man what was it rapper talk before we switched this whole thing so let's get it we got a new title now it's called roti and protein roti and poutine you know what i'm saying you see the little graphic up there a little thing we draw up you are live and direct matter of fact i think we even got we get a little intro music should we play the intro music though give him a taste of that real yeah play that play that business Amani track. There goes your uh, theme music right there. <laughs> we are so professional. That is fantastic work. All right, let's get to this. Thing. I'm done. I'm done. You know what, I mean? what? What? I thought that was a fantastic. I thought that was lit, son. Oh, that was lit. <laughs> uh, Big things are going. Hey, hey. Radio station vibes, man. Turn off your double. You know what it is. Hey, how y'all doing? It's the MC Armani Rain, the Valiant MC, the Track MC. We are Roti and Poutine. We needed a new name because rapper talk was horrible. We got two Guyanese rappers up here and one who was representing from Canada, so therefore we came in. Also, the initial spell rap. We wasn't going to tell y'all that, but we're that corny, so there you go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Valiant's mad. Valiant's mad that I gave you the T give you the tea so big up everybody in the chat i hope everybody's been good we've been on a little hiatus uh i've been took, away handling took things. a healthy couple days yeah yeah you know what i mean a little something a little refresh couple days that's a couple get days back, get back to the crib you know what i'm saying spark off a little little thing here and there and, and uh how you guys been man how's how's the new level of quarantine been treating you uh oh, well as you can see i'm in a new space you back home which man. is really the old space it's just that we were down in the uh in the south for a while uh up in yeah. florida and uh we decided uh it was time to come back up pretty much and uh we took our time a little semi-traveling and we got a little girl so we can't just pull it through right through the town stopped in savannah stopped at virginia beach saw what was going on and i must say i'm happy to be back it's good, <laughs> it's good. It's good. yeah we took a trip up to pennsylvania too to drop the girls off man it's a very uh -huh. interesting drive during these times i'll tell you that uh, wasn't really trying to stop in too many places, you know, cause, cause I'm black. Anyway, so if I, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll show you a website that'll bother you. Anyway, so Valiant, what's up, man? How you been? Uh, it's, it's been easy for me, man. See, I'm white and I got a shirt like this <laughs> and no one questions me. No, it's, uh, it's kind of the same as it's been, um, um, living out in the sticks it hasn't really been uh really bad so you know i people are pissed off that they can't sit in restaurants they can only sit in patios oh. but that's fine i my it hasn't really affected me all that much canada so, stay kicking americans ass in that kind of category everybody listening up there uh, kind of man there's like this burgeoning anti-mask going on in toronto and one and that actually one of the dudes tried to who's in it tried to like follow me or friend me or whatever the hell you want to say uh and i had i just i couldn't even do that i just blocked him i didn't <laughs> just i can't so i just can't deal with that nonsense i don't understand why people have such a hard time wearing a mask and what really galls me is that a lot of these mask people these anti-mask people are like well it's my body my choice and then half the time these people who are also like anti-choice when it comes to abortion so it's, it's just it's the weirdest thing oh, ever the, the hypocr so, the hypocr the hypocr oh yeah it's just the window 
it's great. Charts. It's not even remotely funny, but yeah, it is true. what it is, man. I, I've been going through it too. Like I go in the Publix and I'm wearing my mask, and then you got people in there who don't wear masks, and then they want to walk up to you and ask you a question. I'm like, bro, you, I need six feet because that's about my arm distance. So <laughs> I suggest you back up. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't got time for that, man. It is what it is. You just wear it out of respect, whether you're trying to do it, not trying to do it. I don't care what you believe in, what you don't believe in. I've lost friends and family now at this point that um, I don't really have a choice i myself and um immune compromised so we've had this talk every single time we get on the podcast so basically what we say to anybody listening is just put the damn mask on it's not that serious like yeah yeah what what's the problem really honestly anyway hope everybody's good i don't know how many people we got in the chat so far we have a sick episode so you're wondering where ss is everybody's looking like wait where's ss SS? why you ain't put ss where is he y'all said y'all was gonna have ss did you put that on the flyer so that we would come in here? Yup, we lied. There's no SS this week. I'm joking before you hang up. Um, SS, <laughs> SS is obviously living in Leicester and decided that um, he didn't want to try to do the podcast at 3 a.m. <laughs> so we woke up this morning at 9 a.m. Let me rephrase that. I woke up this morning at 9 a.m. <laughs> while these two got up at their normal waking hours. <laughs> and... <laughs> When we got on, apparently Track had been up and made pancakes, banana flavored or something like that. He was trying to convince me to do. I didn't even get a chance, man. It was just raisin oh, bran, man. Raisin bran. Just raisin bran. Is I, all you I have. love raisin Goddamn bran. Goddamn We're going to talk about food a lot coming up, man. Roti and poutine. I forgot to ask SS what his favorite food was. So before that goes down, um, we, we're just going to go with that. So. Uh, I want people to know that roti is my bucket list. That is my green mile thing. Like, if you're going to ask me what I want before I die, I want my grandmother to make me some roti and some curry chicken, Ooh. some potatoes, and carrots, and I'm, I'm in heaven. I'm in heaven. I'm with that. So, uh, what about you? What's your bucket list? But what's your, what's your, uh, what's your green mile food? Mm, T, you go first. Oh, me? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm putting a lot of pressure on the boy. It's not that serious. I went well, first. as, as Guyanese as I can get, I got to put pepper pot on there. Mm-hmm. You know, pepper pot is love. Okay. Love. Okay. I can't even get into it. Look it up. Trust me. It's it's great. Um, a good roti, man. Dal puri. You know, come on. Don't get me started right now, man. Yeah, I mean, we'll pick one thing. Yeah. We can go with it. We, all right, all right, you know, we plan well, on doing I'll... this again next Thursday so we can talk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, for this week, it's pepper pot for me, all right? right? Pepper just, pot. Just, that's what I'll die with. I love pepper pot, man. I miss that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually. What about you, Valiant? Uh, I don't know, man. I think my my I find that my comfort food for the past like fifteen years has always been like chana masala and like fresh naan. Okay. Uh, and then, but to yeah. see the the important part of this is the dessert. Mm. What's what's your bucket list dessert? Because mine would be like tiramisu. That's like my favorite Ooh. dessert. Period. Right, homemade. So. I had homemade tiramisu all last week. Got it good. Yeah, my, my man MJ's in the chat. Yo, he knows I got a sweet tooth like none other. I can't. Oh, it. dude, I can't. I can't. It's off the rails. You know what I'm saying? Well, classic dessert for me, if I must say. Um, I should probably put this on the rider at, at some point here and there. Ooh, don't, it's, don't. it's. I'm a simple man. Apple pie with with like rum raisin over the top. I'm happy. Rum raisin, oh, dude. You know what I mean? Rum raisin, oh, really? Raisin. Okay. Right. Rum raisin. Hey, I'll take vanilla, but rum raisin is where it's at for me. You know what I mean? Apple, yeah, I, apple pies. That's that's pretty. That's pretty yeah. good. I'm a a good apple. A, a good apple guy. turnover works. Yeah. I like cherry pie more than apple pie. I'm a more cherry, cherry pie. Uh, cherry pie's good. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Pie. No, don't don't 
I know when y'all throwing shade, we've been doing this long enough, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I guess I'd eat that trash. Look, cherry pie is legit, okay? Cherry pie, brownies. My wife's been actually killing. She just decided during quarantine she was going to learn how to make cheesecakes, and she did Oh, I make a good cheesecake. I can't. I'm not going to try to brag. You trying to make my wife? I didn't even finish the She's not here. She's not here. So, you know. <laughs> hey, Sugar Brat was good. Let me see all my early. Sugar Brat, what's Bad up, man? Good. All my look, all my early. Lieutenant Reed's in here. MJ's in here. Moderating Reed. Old Town ATL in the building was good. Shouting here, Sugar Brat. We got people coming through, man. We're gonna have a good time. It's good to be back on a Thursday. Uh, we had a good talk with S today, man. We had a real good talk. We had a really productive talk with him as yeah. well, man. Um, no smoke. Yeah. No smoke. So no smoke. I think it's important, grass. though. Uh, he talked about us. You know what I mean? He talked about us being stateside and what the future could bring and the things that need to be handled. And, uh, you know, I'm not blowing anything. I just want y'all to know how much the care is from the outside of the world. So, um, and I think it's I was, very, yeah, very animated really, guy, too, for, for the, you know. Oh, psh, yeah, that's what to do. I was really blown away. Not blown. I don't want to say blown away. I was really impressed though because as someone from UK, I do not normally come across people who have sort of what seems to be an intimate, practical knowledge of the workings of the local scenes across the country. Mm-hmm. And as someone from the UK, having a vested interest in each local scene in the states and in Canada, and I'm, pro- and I'm sure wherever else they go. Like he knows it all because he's yep. constantly touring and, and he's got probably as a result has one of the most, I said this in the, the write up on IG, like one of the most unique perspectives when it comes to being a drum bass artist, globally speaking, than, than anybody I've, I've ever really come across. Yes. Yeah, yeah, man. I was super excited to have him on. Like I said, I've been friends with him from the beginning. Uh, if his tape is what got me into drum bass, but we, we chat about all that in there. So why don't we get to it? Uh, we've got, we're going to be in the chat for everybody listening. Obviously, if you ask me to ask him a question, this wasn't live. So, But I'll be right. in the chat. We'll be in the chat. We'll be talking around, having a drink or two, and then we're going to play some music afterwards. So stick around. I hope you guys enjoy what we got for you. It's Roti and Poutine. This is the Track MC, the Valiant MC, myself, Imani Rain. And this is our interview with the one and only Formation Records, DJ SS. So, so, yeah, so my mom used to give me coffee when I was, like, as early as like five years old she would give me coffee with cream and sugar and so now i mean that that never stopped it's my mom's fault what you trying to keep you awake i've met you hey this is back (laughs) trying to start your growth this is 1980 you know what i mean like my mom did not realize that caffeine coffee a pack of cigarettes i think that she would smoke her cigarettes i would have my coffee my mom be smoking her cigarette and drinking Mm -hmm. her coffee yeah, that was, <laughs> right. it, was a, it was a different time, man. Let's get down to business. Hold on. Let's, let's do the intros. Yo, <laughs> what up, everybody? My name is MC Armani Rain. You got the MC track, the MC Valiant. We have a very special guest on what is no longer called Rapid Talk. We've probably discussed this already, but it is now called Roti and Poutine because that's how we get down. Shout that's out to get my down. crew, my Canada crew. We are here with the legend, <laughs> one and only. Uh, <laughs> 
We're here with SS is in the building. S formation. Representing. Representing, man, my family. Y'all stateside. Yes. UK to stateside. Yes, uh, yes. Remember that rhythm there? UK to stateside. Yeah, bro. Bro, we go back history. You know just what I mean? so, just so everybody knows, we are recording this early because S doesn't want to be hanging out with us at three a.m. So we oh, are yeah. now in strange territories. I got We're my, my territory right now. Nine a.m. Man, yo, you gotta get working right. The early bird catches all the worms, you know that, innit? Yeah, the worms are out. So let me explain, they are out. I already yeah. been on three calls this morning. It's like, what? oh, what? <laughs> you fancy for, 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 yeah, for a minute, moment. Late, so you're gonna have to excuse me this morning, but yeah, man. DJ SS, Mr. Formation, yes. World of Drum and Bass, all the accolades you could possibly think Formation. of. Come on, man. We go through you know accolades I mean? after accolades. You make a documentary, you should make one with you in it. Anyway, so what's good, man? How are you? Well, hey, I'm just here representing in these times. I'm taking the positivity from it, really. Mm. I'm being creative in these times. It's, this is really, to be honest, it's been a good time for me because normally I'm on road. You know what it is? It's a hustle being an artist. So you've got to go out there hustling, doing what we do. I've had a chance to like sit down, rethink, work on loads of music. Mm. We've got loads of project, restructured the label, signed artists, making a plan for coming out the other side. So because you know in these times, you've got to come out a bit better than you came into this thing. Same word. You know what I'm saying? So I'm Absolutely. Restructuring the the whole business frame model, world of drum based, the whole thing. Um, looking at it, you know, there's been a lot of tension going on on the net through the whole industry, whole music industry, the whole society thing. Right. I've got to look at it where I'm playing my role. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Really, as a as a businessman that's been in the game thirty years with the longest standing label, as going as say it again. Right. Say it for the people in the back. Yeah, the longest standing label in drum and bass released yes. We're here. Yes, indeed. We made it, yo. We yeah, made people don't it. understand too, you know, this corona hit 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 you pretty hard. I mean, you were literally on the way to the show here in Atlanta when we had to cancel this whole thing down. Yeah. Right? Oh. That was that Dude, was you know, the whole thing. That's the reason, man. Do you oh, know what I mean? Sure. You gotta look at this thing now and think the whole world got shut down. Yeah. Not just this place, that place, the absolute whole world was sh- stuck at home, which is just, when you think about it, insane. If someone would have said that That's last week, you're yeah. all going to be at home and not be able to leave your yard. Everybody would laugh at them, say, nah, you're crazy. But it happens, man. Do you know what I mean? So you've got to just look at what we can do positively because the thing's going to change. Coming out the other side, everything's going to change. <clears throat> Saying so, we've got to find creative ways to do our things. Really, mm-hmm. I feel like um, it's kind of a renaissance moment to me. Like it, it made people sit back and like really think about what they're doing, create some substance, and they're what they're doing. You know, if, not to rag on anybody in specific, because I've seen it from several people who were like afraid to make music because they couldn't play it at a club. And that was kind of a check to yourself. Like, why is the club the thing to do? You should make music because you want to make music. You find out what you're doing and why you're doing it. <clears throat> this is more. This is one of the best times to actually sit back and and really connect with with not just the fans but with yourself and what you what you're trying to do. So, I see you busy a lot. You found two live 
live streams. You got another one coming up in the Minecraft thing. You've been working, man. You got the little fancy setup behind you looking all pro, making the rest of us look like we just woke up at 9 a.m. We're just trying to keep it creative, keep it moving, really. But for, for the first, I'd say, first six weeks, I wasn't interested in the live stream because I'm like, there's people dying out here. Right. Yeah, literally. And man, right. con concentrated, you know, promoting themselves. Come on now. Right. Take pause. The whole reason we paused because of everyone was being selfish. Mm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it was a time to sit back and reflect. Now I can understand, you know, the ravers and people wanted to be entertained, but th there's a time for entertainment and there's a time for living. You know what I mean? Oh, and yeah. Taking really, like just what you says, oh, what, what is our contribution? As individuals, mm. what are we contribution to this planet? You know? Do you know what I'm saying? What is our legacy? Are we just meant to get up? Ah, over, uh, legacy. Yeah. Get up, yeah. go back, like robot, mm. come on back, yeah, earn as much money as we can, and then do what? Come on, man, we've got to be doing something more positive out here. Yeah. yeah. So you mentioned that you are restructuring the label, restructuring how you're doing business and stuff like that. Can you get into any specifics as to how that's going to work going uh, forward in the post-COVID era? Yeah, well, for, for me, the whole label side of it, I kind of, sat back a bit because when you when you're dealing with this mentality of the new school artist or certain artists it's very selfish you know what i mean very kind of selfish even you know in quarantine I mean? good lord <laughs> you know what I mean? and uh, they have to be i understand that but me my walk is different you know this ain't business business bit my thing i deal with people now yeah. when i'm working with or signing artists i work with the person if I can't get on with a person or I don't think that person is right, I don't care how much money you're going to make me. Mm. I've been down the road when I've signed artists. I know they're going to be problems, but they're going to make money. I'm not entertaining it because my thing now is peace. Mm. You know what I mean? Cool, mellow vibes, working with white people. I don't want people calling my phone saying, oh, did you hear what he did? Did you see what he posted? Da -da 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 -da. You know what I'm saying? It's like, mm -hmm. no, I just want everything to be simple and positive. So the whole label side, I kind of like just eased off, not eased off, just concentrating on Wilder Drum Bass. Mm -hmm. You know, Wilder Drum Bass, hit to the road, pushing it forward. And then I had to just stop and think, when you stop and look at your catalog and look how you, who you've worked with, you think, wow, I don't know. Did he do a tune for me? And it makes you think, yo, I need to get back before I started this thing, helping people. Right. You know what I mean? And I will, I will say too, um, as you were one of the first international DJs to ever give me a look ever, you've always been based on integrity and working with the people. It's always been like a, a fun thing. It's never really been a business thing between you and I. It was like, how can we just make this work? All the drum world drum based tours, it's always been with artists that just want to make it work. You know, so you've, you've been at the forefront of doing things out of an integ integrity and, and just having the, the love for it itself. Like I tell people all the time when I, I started my career with uh, Gasm Crew, and ill skills and all that but kenny can and then you were the first two international djs to put me on i've told you a million times that your your mixtape from something's jungle of uh you skibbity and foxy changed my life you know what i mean so like getting getting linking up with you was like bucket list thing at the time you know so it was just like we're really happy of, to see how much work you've put in 
all of these years and, and how much you put into your legacy based on integrity and, and making sure things are straight. So we're, we're super proud of you, man. And, you know, I think you should get your flowers now is basically what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of uh, – oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. My whole philosophy, when I sat up in this game, nobody helped us. You know what I mean? We had no help whatsoever. We had to literally get up, leave our little city. Because you've got to remember, Leicester is country compared to London. Yeah, man. So we was classed as outsiders. So no one really helped us. So we had to do it our own way. And mm -hmm. because I had a good business partner, he was business, and I was creative, it allowed me to be creative, really. It allowed me to do what I needed to do and experiment. And we just got lucky at the time. And then... Music was free. Anything mm -hmm. goes. You could just do anything, mishmash music, and just trial and error. Now it's a bit predictable. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Everyone's working to formulas, and it has to be this way and that way. And that's not what this thing was about. It was all about a vibe. Do you know what I'm saying? And, oh. and when you go into a thing, and then you, you go down a path, and you're dealing with loads of artists, and you're, you're working internationally, and you have to change your perspective and you think you're running a business now because you employed six, seven people in the office and stuff like that. You right. look at things differently. So it's like business, business, business. And I lost the love of what I was supposed to be doing. That mm. makes sense. Mm. And you're dealing with these people that you bought from literally nothing. I'm talking about putting up in the houses, putting them in the studio, buying their equipment, literally changing lives. And then you see them and they're, they're looking at you like, hold on a minute, but yeah, but you didn't do this. You didn't do that. And I just thought to myself, mate, I'm so glad. I wish it was now. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm glad that the whole thing changed, you know, where the MP3 came and the sales went low and it was all pocket change because it made reality to some of these selfish artists. Right. You, know you have to work. Yeah. You have to earn the respect out here. They didn't come from the grassroots. So it changed my perspective, like dealing with the kind of music side of things because I wanted to be working with people to help them. Do you know what I mean? Like, yo, <clears throat> so the whole thing like you're saying about the label the way I'm trying to do it <clears throat> with, um, artists I want to set them up they're coming as they're coming as they're coming with us as exclusive but I want to set them as their own entrepreneurs so they can go away and do their thing mm. themselves I want them to I want to teach them how to run a business not to just to be an artist first get your trade right but I want them to teach them think yo this is what I learned this is what I can show you do you know what I mean? These are the experiences, these are the pitfalls, not just send me a demo and, yeah, speak to you six months time or when you got yeah. the or you know what I mean? Not that. I want to work with the people. Do you know what I'm saying? Literally, yeah, training. Mm -hmm. I'm doing training as part of my contract, you know, one-to-ones. Yeah, studio. You know what I mean? I've all put it in because I've looked at the mistakes that we've made and what we didn't do and what we could have done. Do you understand what I mean? So I'm implicating different processes in the, in the product <clears> of like, all right, I want to be able to take a team of my people with me. Yeah, this is what I bought from these guys from scratch. I want right. new, brand new artists. And I want artists that come from that place and that place that I work with. I'm looking for new talent, yeah, that want to learn. That's what we bought this thing for. Mm -hmm. So they can experience. We're setting up a new label called Future Formation. We've had the oh. brand. Um, well, the brand was a rave brand. It was just events. And my mm. partner ran it. He's run it up north for years. And we're setting up a label just for new artists. Nice. You know what I mean? You know, you know what I mean? Some yeah. of you, I'm like, um, stop formation-y, but it can work for that. And give, them, give let the young guys run with it. 
Mm-hmm. You understand what I mean? You have yeah. to let young bloods run with it. And that's the biggest problem I see with America. You've got no, you, you ain't got young bloods coming in this thing. We're yeah? working on that. We've been talking, we talk about that every single week, man. Experience <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. the old guard, the professionals, got kids, got responsibilities, jobs and stuff and that. You need them young buds running about the streets doing the grass work. Going really. crazy, yep. Going crazy, keeping the vibe. Because what they're doing is coming in, jumping into trap, dubstep, whatever, whatever, and drum bass is getting bypassed. So you think about it in five years' time, what's your scene going to be? Uh, yeah. It's a good question, though. Um, I'm, gonna, I'm not really trying to attempt to answer that, to be honest. But <laughs> I will say that uh there's been a curiosity and you know it always starts with curiosity they're looking in they're trying to relate to what they might relate to but the whole fast thing is intimidating to a lot of per se uh american dance listeners it's you know uh it's 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 the one uh you know it's the one spot that sometimes needs to be explained but then they come to like let's say a world of drum and bass or whoever might be in town and they see what's going on. You know, I will say this, Leroy, um, I think your, your sets that's traditionally coming to the States have always been about all the classics. And I appreciate that more than anything else, because I think you know that you need to play this. I'm thinking that you need to play this because there's going to be a whole new set of people here who are just getting introduced to drum and bass. So, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I, I do that because I've got, five guys that are going to go and play what they need to play. My <laughs> goal is, and when I'm doing the tour, it's, it's very difficult for me because I'm the tour manager. I'm the artist liaison. I'm the this, I'm the that. So creatively, it's, it, it's a struggle. You know what exactly. I mean? So I'm like, yo, let me just do what I need to do, warm up for the guys, and then guys can do it. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so it was, it was more that kind of, yeah, let's All get this party popping. Let's go. Now you, man, that's why I, God. I, it makes me it makes me laugh. It makes me laugh that you're like, yeah, I just throw something together and there's such crazy sets. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. I was just, you know, yeah, but it's a vibe. It's all about a vibe. <laughs> this is what we got into this thing. If you if you got the vibe and you got the music, well, I'll get music sent to me an hour before I play, and if I like mm-hmm. it, I'm playing it. You know what I mean? Forget the pr- um, predictability. It's all about the music. It always will be. But as um. I love the Americans because of my connection, my friends. That's why I love it. You know what I mean? I can yeah. go and see this man here, that man there. I love that. I love that. It's just the politics. I can't. I struggle with the politics, man. The yeah, gang. Politics Ooh. everywhere. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, I don't get it. I'm like, why don't you link with him? And you link with him? And you link with him? And you guys all do your own tour? Yeah? Mm. I think... I think you know that's what, what that's what that. held, I think that's what held America back the most, and and we're doing better in that now. I will say that I, I'm sure you've noticed in the last couple of years you've been coming by with World of Drum Bass and who you've been talking to. There's definitely a buzz for USDNB right now that's starting to bubble again, and it's coming from the youth. So that's why I said we're going to be a little patient, especially we'll see what happens with this whole COVID and the way everybody's been home. People are like really looking into producing. There's a lot of old people, not old people, old guard that's coming back in, making some music and helping out the younger generation. Got the separate thing man check kind of following your wu-tang-esque style of doing things man like you know you've been throwing part let's see how long has world drum bass been going on now 
this would have been the 23rd year or 22nd year. 23 years, uh, man. That's, I mean, like, some of the parties from WMC on down, like, legendary. You've always included everyone. I mean, it's yeah. the world of drum and bass. You know, we used to do all the shows in Miami. We had a Philly night in there. The substitution room was crazy. We've had many memorable nights with Skibba and all these cats just come through, man. And then I tell people all the time, one of the craziest drum and bass parties I've ever been to was with you in Russia, one. Oh, yeah. I've walked into a stadium of 80,000 people from <laughs> base. I've never seen that before. It was like, it's the first time crazy. First time crazy. And I walked into an arena and just stood there for a second, like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> this is what's supposed to be. Happening. That's when you get on your knees and you pray and be like, all right. Bro, I wrapped the IMC on top of a Red Bull Hummer. I was like, what is happening right now? <laughs> <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> Thing about this whole thing is you don't really appreciate it till you look back afterwards and think, wow, did crazy. We did we do that? I'm just like, I'm a blase about now. I'm starting to take it in more. I'm yeah, starting man. to appreciate a lot more. That's why my links, like I say to you, yeah, I've got two, let's link. Because I've always believed in the link concept. Yo, mm -hmm. let's build this thing. Because at the end of the day, if America grows, it's best for all of us. Oh my oh, God, man. don't say that too loud. They'll <laughs> take and run with it. And you know, we do, reason why I think we've been successful with the tour, because we do it ourselves. Yeah. When yeah. certain agents get involved doing their thing, they don't want to deal with the small guys. You've got to deal with that no. little man on a Tuesday and a Wednesday, you know what I mean? And support, help them build their little thing because they could be the next decent promoter at the weekend. Do you know what I'm saying? And when you're trying to bring farmers <clears throat> across, it's no good them sitting, sitting paying hotel bills for a week and then right. they're only working weekends. Do you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You've got to give them incentives. The, the people want to work. Do you know what I'm saying? If you love this sure. music, you want to work. And to help right. America grow, you have to make it, America's so big and has so much Real advantage to it, yeah? <laughs> You have to come big. So that brings, that brings to mind, uh, actually, you mentioned him before, um, Brian up in Kitchener, Brazine. Yeah, yeah Brazine, Brazine, yeah. Um, Entertainment. He, uh, yeah, exactly. And what they have done, um, which is, it's, you have to understand, like, Toronto itself is, like, kind of its own drone-based galaxy. And sure. they are removed from Toronto by a good hour. Yeah. And they are doing parties in Cambridge and then up in Kitchener. And they've done these parties that were basically like in you know uh private you have to rsvp for them um in an intimate space big sound system and getting these these headliners in that you would not normally see in a room this small yeah, yeah. everyone is everyone that's there is there for the party they're there for that it's music. very old it school a, feeling i'd say it, for it, absolutely and like what they have that. done has been incredible yeah. and the thing is is like the fact that world of drone bass um, among others, has um, been willing to give a promoter like that um, that kind of uh, of cachet is really important, and that's one thing that World of Drone Base I've always been impressed by is they've always been you've always been willing to go to places uh, and rooms that were not necessarily like the mega room, and that is like incredibly important. And you br uh, you bring up a good point about America. Um, I would argue Canada as well. North America is, is just it's huge. And I have always felt that uh, it's not just the promoters and the DJs, it's also the consumers have never really been willing to give American artists a shot. 
Um, and I think that's more important now than ever is investing in American artists and American labels. But the consumer in America has to buy into that. And that's been kind of the puzzle that we have to try to solve. And I'm not an expert on how to do that by any means. I'm just bringing it up. I think, um, I think that there's quite a few ways around that. You just link, you just make associations. You make American labels, you make associations like, yo, SS, can you do a remix for me or such and such? Because people go by brands, yeah? Mm-hmm. I think sure. doing it really well. L Print, you know what I mean? Them guys were doing it really well for a while, doing the merch, doing events. I just think they went too big, too. They tried to expand too quickly, I think. But he had it on T, he was getting people to do tunes. But because it's exactly the same thing, he probably didn't get the sport that they needed. Investment maybe ran out and stuff, but they did it correctly. Do you know what right. I mean? And you've got to put the time in. You've got to put the time in. Because you know, it's like, it's like, um, it's like anything. If you, if you see quality over there, and then someone tries to bring it here and it's not good quality, you're still going <clears> to <throat> go for quality. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. So you have, to, you have to be semi-matching what's going there to the best of ability. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, take, yeah. I, I also think it's clear. I also think the States needs to market things differently. I think a lot of our marketing towards drum and bass Absolutely. is geared towards what works in the UK. Uh, um, I've been a strong advocate of telling people to, you know, to respect what's going on over there, but don't necessarily make tunes just to be on over there. You know what I mean? Like we have to hone and harness our own, our own marketing, our own style of things and make it our own, which is what we're doing now. And I, I feel like um, Valiant's touched on this a lot. We need to start, more American labels and making sure that we all are working together because this place is so big. It's not going to work if we're all doing this separately. It's just not. And um, the best times for USDNB is when we all have that buzz going and we are creating something that's more than just a hashtag. Like it's, it's getting better, but it's always been a marketing thing for me, man. And getting help from the outside is, is great. And the cosign obviously helps, but you know, you know, for you, like, for instance, we can just go back to how you work, run World of Drum and Bass. Like you have certain pockets that are represented by certain people. It's not just you trying to be the overlord of things. You you trust in people in Rank their certain sedges to to handle their areas, and then we just ever do everything out of the love. Like that's important, and not everybody does that. So, you know what I mean? I think if we can continue that type of mentality and adapt that here in America, we will do much much better. You yeah. think about it. How you got look at the the most successful business model of drum and bass is Planet of the Drums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they should. They should be ten. There should have been ten, fifteen planet of the drums. I've been saying day. that. I've been saying that. Do you know what I'm saying? Because right. at the end of the day, is with you, you, you three there, and a, a good DJ, just like That's when right. they say yes, you can't tell That's me right. you can't go and smash America. <laughs> Think yeah. about it. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, that's why we're working Think on separate. About your concept, what's working for you in your in your thing? Because we go to America, and the parties are popping. Do you know what I mean? People say America's scared, this and that. And I go and think, yo, even the small places. I try bro, to tell people, man, they don't want to listen. They think we're just making that up. <laughs> but we went to, where did we go? We went to, uh, it's a Tuesday night. Oh, what's the place called? Tuesday nights, Elements? Indianapolis. Indianapolis. Oh. oh uh, Mate, but it's a Nap. Tuesday night. Yeah. Nap D- oh. Yeah, Mate, yeah. Okay. Tuesday night, bro. But we went there and I was just like, I think, yo, the guys were like, seen the tour, and they came on late. Like, it must have been about three and a half weeks. I right. wanted to do a little thing. I thought, yeah, it's Tuesday. Let's try it. So I was like, but they was keen. Bro, they went, they invested. Bro, they got 200 people on a Tuesday, bro. One ninety. crazy. Tuesday night, man. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, because they took the gamble and they vested, we helped them out properly. Uh, but it's a right. choose. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you want, <laughs> let's keep it real. Yeah. There are a lot of people like you out there who will lower that price to make it work. That's what the problem is, is you got a lot yeah. of promoters and agents that aren't working together to make yeah. it work. It's like, this is your fee and this is it or yeah. nothing. And then the smaller places lose out and there's no grassroots there. It's like, we need to support the smaller shows. That's the biggest problem you're going to have with America. Because I tried to book American artists of American agents and it's like, hold on a minute. Oh no, they won't come down for that price. So this is a Tuesday. What do you mean? What's he, what, what are you going to do? Make him pay his own hotel for the week. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, that, mate? And I'm just like, yeah. gosh, that's why certain things are getting it wrong. It shouldn't be about the artists because what are the artists doing at home on a Tuesday? They're sitting at home playing PlayStation. So they can't tell me they can't go and play in a club for like $400. Do you understand what I'm saying? Right. Or you want to pay at your own hotel money. Come on now. You've got to think about this. You've got to think about the... I always think about the bigger picture. If you help that scene... Help that thing grow. Everybody grows. It's a well, long thing, project. The thing is, though, is is, and this is, an, I'm, I'm not trying to slag anybody here, but <laughs> but UK artists have been using the United States and Canada as a as a piggy bank for 20 years, and so, in my opinion, a lot of those artists are not really concerned with the welfare of the scene here they're concerned about making their money here do you know you know who are the that's where you know who the real artists are when they come through there's a certain there's a difference there's yeah. there's influence and then there's just something that happened that happened to disappear and it's just that managing i honestly think this conversation is exciting as fuck simply because <laughs> this is where my mind has always been on this is where i've been trying to i realize the power of influence is everything. And we are, we have a chance to be at the forefront of really pushing that influence far beyond its next, its next expectations or whatever. Um, I think, you know, what we're doing with Simplify, the new artists coming up, I just saw Winslow get a write up in UFK or something like that. And I'm looking and I'm looking and, um, it's to me again. It's just exciting. It's just really exciting. Yeah. It's just a matter of, uh, I think, of just connecting those dots. Like I, I said, I say to Imani behind the scenes all the time how my first time coming down to Atlanta was like, "There's Atlanta. Atlanta has drum and bass." I was like, "What?" <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's to me super exciting. You know, so it's that it's the mic you got to do with the microcosms the small this town that town that what is this well let's give them something they realize within the within their paradigm that goes all right this can you know because drum and bass is sort of universal right. so we can find ways to just link it in into places uh, but of course it's a it's a it's one step after the next you know what i mean so, gotta get the youth well it's yeah. also that, and like and you you nailed it we've spoken about it once or twice here is that mm -hmm. was the main thing with semper five of us starting up with now we're up to what seven uh four 13 mcs you know to to kind of follow in the same footsteps <clears throat> that us did it was like why couldn't we do that just because we're spread out with technology the way it is there's no reason why we all shouldn't be making music together so it's kind of like the same thing with the plan of the drums but mcs it's like let's take this thing brand it everyone can still do what they need to do outside of it there's no kind of obligations or exclusivity but like 
like, why are we not pushing the forefront of us being lyricists? And then we can take that anywhere. World drum bass comes here. You've got MCs for days. No matter where you go, we're all connected. Everything's good. You keep the branding moving. And, and uh, we're starting to lock into that. It started out with just eight of us on the car bars, and it's now 13 MCs, like, all trying to push for, for a better tomorrow. So, yeah, man, I, I think uh, as long as we keep this thing going and – especially now that things have taken a step back and we've been able to look at it differently when shows start up again, whether it's doing live streams or what the technical prowess of that. But I think uh, it's made people dig a little deeper. And for those who can't dig deeper then you know, there's that. uh, So SS thinking about how long uh, world of drum and bass has been around and all, I know I got, I want to ask you two questions, but I'll start with the first one, which is pretty much a little bit more happier. So what ideal is, uh, any amazing stories you would like to share about while on tour or drum or the drum and bass? I always people ask me that it's just there's been so many there's been so, <laughs> there's been so many where you think yeah you know different places where you go. I went to a place in America. I went to where was it? North Carolina, Raleigh. Raleigh. Oh, oh yeah, Raleigh Durham. And these guys came up to me in the car park. He went. S, a British guy. Who's this guy? British guy. He chats. I've been here for ten years and stuff. I used to listen to you back in the day, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, same old, yeah, yeah. And he chatted to me. Said, look, mate. Um, he says, I came over here, met my wife, became a Christian. I'm a youth leader and stuff, and God has been challenging me. And I'm like, oh. he said, because it's like I love this music, and then I come and see you on a flyer. He went, SS, oh, you're a Christian, blah, blah, blah. He said, oh, my God, I've got this revelation. And he explained his story. It was so deep. And he said, you know what? This has just given me a new lease of life. And as a Christian, as me, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And someone coming out there and picking it. I videoed him. I'm just like, wow. Because you got where I'm coming from, how I see things differently now through the whole music concept. Because my thing is more about life. That experience I seen there, that, I got, that guy was... Like, should I go to a venue? Shall I do this? Shall I do that? And he's like, yo, no, I love the music. I'm not segregating it from that. It was just ex- the experience that we connected. Right. No, different from a different, my other side of my world. Do you understand what I'm saying? I was mm. like, that, and it was British and it was like, yo, um, there's been loads of stuff in Russia that's going on. I had a bad experience in my own party, really. Um, last year never happened to me before. What? What's that about? And, and thinking, I was I was on just on the stage doing the hosting thing. Been doing Russia at Moscow for twelve years. And I seen some guy like just waving at the front like that, smiling, and then he kept coming back. It's like you know through the night I kept seeing him like like you do. You know what I'm saying? Like you do. Where? Like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then later on he came back. He, he started giving that the monkey thing. <laughs> I was like, oh. I, I thought to myself, no, listen, I thought, never happened to me, ever. I thought to myself, oh, he must be like, and then he went, done the Nazi sign, bro. Like, ah, Nazi sign. And then everyone was around him, like, kind of pushed, what are you doing? Do you know what I'm saying? I was like, it's, and I was like, yo, forget it. But it shook me, because I've never seen it. Because got it mixed like up that. all night. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You got to remember, this was party, it was about 5,000 people at this party. Mm. So I thought to myself, I'm there, and I'm like, yo, in my own rave, yo, and I've just sat, I've had to sit down. Then an hour later, he's gone away. Hour later, he's came back, done the same thing, bro. I've run wow. off the stage. Listen, I ran off the stage, mate. 
jumped class by security and I've confronted him and I've picked him with, with my cap. Like, um, um, like, oh, I just lost it. And then all the ravers came round and they was like behind me, like, yeah, what? Yeah. So they kind of, kind of, didn't attack him, but they was there like saying, what are you doing? Security jumped on him. And then they, it was just, just weird. He whispered in the security's eyes. He is, he said to me, and they stopped, they backed off. Then he whispered another one and they backed off. And I thought, what's going on here? And there was wow. like, 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 like they didn't want to touch him. Like he said, a mafia or, or something like that to him. I don't care. Well, the head security came from the middle of the, right at the front of the thing. 5,000 people, he came and said, what's going on? And, and they told him, he just grabbed this guy by his neck and dragged him through the venue, bro. No. Just, wow. I didn't say nothing. I didn't tell my partners. I didn't say nothing, not a word. I just thought to myself, no. you've got to think it, because it's never happened to me. And it's not like you go to Russia and it's racist. That's not what it's like at all. It's not. It's not that there. It's got pure love. But the experience shook me. When I'm in COVID now, I'm sitting down speaking to my Russian partners and I've explained to them, I said, you know what? I'm looking at my business and this is not where I really want it to go. As I set up World of Drone Base to be universal. It's very EDME now over there. Do you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Very same, like you see on them other, and I don't want that. Do you know what I'm saying? I want the man's to be on it. You know what I mean? I right. want new artists to be on it. I want it. That's what I bought it for. And it was just too, it had a too predictable about it. And I would explain to them and they was cool. They said, yeah, yeah, going forward. But it shook me and I just told them, you know, I got racially abused up my own rave. Last year, and they were like, no, like, they was like, surprise. I didn't tell them. This was, I only told them like, what? This was September, six months after the fact. But I had to explain to people, said now in these times, that's what one of the changes, I've got to look at what I'm doing with my brand. Right. You know, what am I, who am I influencing? What changes am I making? Do you know what I'm saying? What positivity we put in? <clears throat> You know what I'm saying? It's bigger, well, that, and it's because the situation is bigger than that. You know what I mean? Like we have a responsibility to make sure it doesn't matter about how you did things in the past or or how things normally fly. You need to process new information and adjust and change your ways and be a little different than you used to be. You can be bigger than your flaws, and to carry that into businesses, and it's not just about the business, especially us in the music industry who have, who who just like comedy or certain other mediums what we say has weight and 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 what we do has weight and when you have something as big as world of drum and bass you want to make sure that 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 respected integrity you know what i'm saying uh reverberates through everything you do so yeah people don't understand too how much things that we take and don't speak about like yeah you put gave me backflashes on you know that like we've all been through something like that yeah before. Just oh, don't say anything yeah. about it because those are the times. We're done. We're not doing that anymore. Anything that comes in our forehead, we're going to point it out and we're going to deal with it. So, you know, it's it's crazy that you – and you think about that too, like you, SS, World of Drum Bass. Yeah, that's what, yeah like, like a year ago, even 22 years at that point of doing this tour over and over. I've been to Russia with our children. One of the best parties I ever did. You it's still – it's wild, man. And it shocked, shocked me. I thought it would happen early in the early days. Yeah, no, they, it never happened to me because that guy wasn't a raver. Do you know what I'm saying? He right. went, just like, you know, a big night. He just come out because I've never seen him at any of our raves. Do you know what I'm saying? He weren't a raver. And I took it like that. He's not one of the regulars. I've never seen him before. He was young as well. He must have been 22. Or did somebody let him outside? Jeez. You know what I mean? That's what I'm trying to say. It was all, it was all young. But I just look at that. I just looked at it, I thought, mm, there, you know, whatever. 
I just, so I, I didn't take it in. But when you're sitting back in these times and looking what's going on, I'm thinking, hold on a minute, three thousand people, and I'm under, I'm only black person in in this venue. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's how I look at it now. I said, yo, I've got to bring a couple with me or something. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, for sure. <laughs> they need to see some kind of color. You know what I mean? Or right, something. Right. You know what I'm saying? Well, I've got to influence it. If we can't influence it, what am I doing it for? Right. You know what I'm that saying? Brings some, that brings to mind the current situation, though. I mean, I, obviously, the, the times, racially speaking, are fraught with a lot of tension. There's a lot of conversations happening. But within drill and bass, there's a lot of conversations happening regarding race. Um, obviously, there was a hospital records blow up. There's the, the question of diversity in drill and bass has been a long, simmering discussion. Um, with that kind of double dose of COVID-19 forcing everyone to sort of do a lot of self-reflecting and a lot of changes to their business models. And the fact that you are, um, you know, representing the longest continually running record label in drum bass is a black owned sure. label, <laughs> a black and a black owned uh, drum bass entity in the world of drum bass. Um, so how is that making you reflect on, uh, I guess, race and diversity in drum bass? World of drum bass has obviously been yeah. Obviously, uh, a spectrum, you know, with Tantrum Desire and you and Sound yeah. Baseline Smith and the prototypes. It's like kind of like uh, it's like quite the mix, all of them, but it's yeah. a mix that you don't really get in a lot of different aspects of yeah. drum and bass. So, me, I don't I don't where are you standing color. on all that? I don't see no color. I've never seen color in music. Yeah, that's how I've seen it. My philosophy mm. is that even when I go Russia, I played Sir- Sergeant, which is Siberia. When I mean. Siberia, yo. Get me, yo. I have to go through three different airports to get there, and I walk through airports, and you see that your man's twisting 360 to look at you. (laughs) That's not my destination. My destination is that rave, yeah. So where where I got to go to get there, that's not important to me, yeah. That's society. I'm just passing through. But when I go to the event, I know I'm gonna get love. So that's that's what brings me on. Do you know what I'm saying? So. When I seen all this, I spoke to Tony as well, and all the racial tension. Rah, rah, right. Yeah, I had a conversation because Tony played with world, world, world drum and bass. Tony was at that party where I got racially abused, in fact, <laughs> yo. Yeah, but I didn't tell none of them. I didn't say nothing to them because it weren't important. But when it comes to this thing, yeah, don't wait to, to me. This is my point of view. Situations have happened, yeah. Certain people are waiting two years to tell their story. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, mm. you know, I'm bringing it to light. Yes, certain things could have done better and right, went a right. better way and they could be more black people, but where are they? I'm telling you, I'm a black label owner and I've got black artists with me, yeah? Right, when I go right. to the dancers, there's no black people in there. So you can't say, yeah, there should be black artists coming through when you look at the raves and there ain't no black people there. The black right, people right. are listening to grime. You know what I mean? House, mm. garage and whatnot. So it's, we've got to... It's what the music we're making is not appealing to them. It's that simple. So we can't say, oh, there's not enough black people in drum and bass and blah, 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 blah. We ain't making black music. Do you know what I'm saying? Damn. 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 And that's the real problem that comes there. There's a lot of noise going on. But you see the stuff that you and Brian are doing with the old soulful thing. That will bring people back. Them vibes there. Okay, you know, okay right, now, now that's the key word, as you said, bring people back, because there that's was a lot of that being made before. It's just not being made now. No, that's, that's what I'm trying to say. It's very, yeah. 
right. you've got to look at the Clar- scene. clarifying for the people out there. In the UK, you've got to look at the scene. Um, there's a divide. There's this middle class. It's not, it's not racial. People are getting it twisted. It's not racial. It's social. Yeah, it's the middle class that talking over the scene. Yeah, right. then you've got us under beef and they're trying to hold us down because we ain't got the right look or we're not repping what they're doing. Because you've got a drum, a drum pop movement, not my thing musically, but you've got some sick producers and they're getting way, way better now. As they get bigger, you see they stop going to the it's other side. Yep. Yep. Yeah, but, but they've got a movement, bro. When I mean they've made waves, you don't see them getting represented on big channels. Yeah, you don't see them because it's like, nah, that's the common, you know, they're the project kids. Yeah, so but that's what's happening now. It's not racial, it's social. Because you see all these, you, you only got to look up certain things, you see these trendy artists, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking, oh, hold on a minute. I don't see no brothers out there. I don't see that young jump up kid that's been killing all the raves he's out every week on there. You know what I mean? It's like, hold on a minute. We've got to represent it all, yeah? Wherever we like jump up, where do we like tech, where we like liquid, where we like jungle, it's all one melting pot. That's what this thing was, unified. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, that's. I think that was what that uh, the documentary that got, you know, cracked up and broken apart. I think that's what they were trying to explain in that overall picture of the uh, uh, drum and bass, the movement, is that there are different dynamics. But, uh, you know... um, I just wanted to. I just wanted to say that. That's all. Go ahead. Go well, ahead. I also think, um, as much as there's a, to us, we we mm-hmm. recognize things as being a class issue. That's we we're yeah. America. We're at the forefront of classism here. Um, I do think there there is a conversation to be had about the racial divide on what causes some of that classism fight. Um, I don't want to say it is the catalyst of all things, but I mean, it's definitely heavily influenced by that. And, and, you know, the thing about world drum bass, or not world drum bass, the thing about drum bass as a whole. And I think I've touched on this before, because like I said, I, I never wanted to make hospital the poster child for a situation that's happening throughout music period. Uh, they took the brunt of the, 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 they took the heaviest blow for obvious reasons, but it's just like, I do feel that like what you said, we aren't marketing that as much. It's almost like when you, a lot of people don't play black people don't play baseball because the money's not there. We tell, we tell them to play football or basketball. That's where it's at. And then influences go there. And then, then now the, the baseball is suffering. I feel the same as for drum and bass. It's like, there are plenty of black artists who will make black music, but that's not where the marketing goes. That's not what we show. That's not what we do. When I came up, there were black artists everywhere. And that was kind of the argument too, for a lot of people was, look, there's plenty of black people in the scene doing whatever, like, but we're not marketing them properly. Like we're not showing that love anymore. A lot of it is historical. A lot of it is, is a lot of people who have been legends and around for a long time. But normally when you get the influence of where things are going and like, let's advertise this person and that person on whatever labels I'm not going to name, um, it's hardly um, it's hardly people of color. So... And that's a lot of that is... It is I had a good conversation with the head of, you know, uh, drum and bass arena. Yeah, I was their first artist. Mm. Their first artist ever. Yeah, to represent drum and bass reader. And I said to them, hold on a minute, you're doing it. Because that whole documentary was supposed to be 20 years of drum and bass arena. Right. Yeah. 
But then, when it came out four years later, it was the German based documentary. So they, the statement. Right. Played, I, that's what I was saying. That's what I was, that's I mean, what I was saying this whole time. Played, yes, it, it should not have been marketed that way. Yeah, and that's he recognized that. You just validated uh, yeah. arguing from Valiant. Yeah. Because it's their opinion. I love a good validation. <laughs> I'm saying. Because it's their opinion. You understand what I'm saying? It's like, sure. that's how they see it. It's drawn based on Carentia. This is how we're telling our story. No debates then. But when you say it's the drum and bass movement, whatever. Yeah, this is the real deal. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's when, the, when, I, when we spoke and he says, yeah, we messed up there. And we're going to rectify. We're going to do part two. And, uh, and they recognize and that's all you can do. You know what I mean? They've done an amazing job. But would they have recognized it if we didn't say nothing? That's the that's the point that I'm tripping. Well, you know, that's what I mean. But you got to know you got to know the situation. You, when you when you, uh, what I explain to um, certain people is the reason why the black artists have took this personally because half these people have saved their lives. Half them people be in jail, yeah, right. robbing and you know what I'm saying it saves people's lives. Yo, brought man out a ghetto, gave them a. Give them a chance to do something they love, and then mm. when they've done this thing for so many years, and then you see a definitive picture, and you're not in it, you you know your people are not in it. It it, it offends you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like Big time. So, you know yeah, what I'm saying? And, and like, when I first watched the documentary, like. When I first watched it, I didn't take it that way. I was like, all right, that was cool. And then we thought about it, and I was like, yo, the part that bothered me the most is when you went through the timeline and they showed the animated, like, they didn't even put you guys there. And I was like, like, you couldn't even just make a little, uh, little <laughs> blurb in the show, like, this how hard was that to do? So, you know, because when Let's you, the other thing, forms. you have to understand, too, like, people who work in media and understand, like, it was possible I gave the benefit of the doubt. Maybe you guys didn't have the time to do the interview. Maybe what another. But when you purposely see it, you watch it back after the fact, you're like, all right, you could have definitely elaborated on some things and it left it looked like you were excluding people personally. And, and well, you, like got you, said, the, you had to talk. And, their story is from 1996. Yeah? So that's where the, 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 the definitive line lies. If they're telling their story from 1996, the drone-based history, from how they see it from 1996, then there's no issue. No one can yeah. say it. Yeah. Yeah. If we, if we had had it through a lens of this is drone and bass arena, no yeah. one would have a problem. Yeah, that, right. that's the thing here. And, that's, and it's just that. And they understand that, and, they, and they're going to rectify it. They're doing loads of different things now. It's, it's, it's all this it, all conversation is good. Yeah, we can't look at it in because they've done an amazing job of what they did. They just It was a great it was a great documentary. Amazing job well, what yeah. they did. It's just like when people make an error and it's it's a big error because it affects a lot of people, but it's a minor error because it's somebody's somebody's looked at that and thought, yo, one it's COVID time, everybody's watching. Two, let's change it to something else because I don't know, it might be a better type, it might be a better selling point or whatever, whatever the reason was, you know what I'm saying? But it didn't work out how they wanted to, because it didn't, you know, it had a, that backlash kind of thing. Then that opened the door. From that, you got to remember, from that documentary, then man started coming out of the woodworks and then my man's telling about his hospital story and that's his experience, yeah? And you got to respect what he went through and how he went through and he tells him his experience. That's good. I ain't got no problem with, with man saying that and, this and that, and it explains and that, and you look at it, yeah, the, the, the project and thingy, they could include black people and more black people and producers and looked at the jungle and, but they're running a business. When right. it boils down to, 
they are running a business. So they've got to look after the hospital artists, which is down to, you know, it's down to the thing. The other thing is it's up to them. But I'm looking at when I'm doing a project, I'm not, when somebody sends me a demo, yes, I'm listening to the tune, shaking my head, it's just tune. I ain't thinking if he's green, black, green or purple or whatever. I'm not interested. I'm listening to the music and that's right. what it boils down to. You understand what I'm saying? Then, when I, then I'm looking at the person. Does this person say, chat on the phone, yeah, he's safe and da 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 da. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, where are you from then? You start thinking, oh, maybe it's black. Maybe it's what? Maybe. But then you look at them things afterwards. Right. Yeah. But it's not an importance. You cannot start saying, we signed, we got signed black artists because we're not being represented. Also, I don't want the token vote either. Don't sign black. Yeah, I don't, that's, that's well, no, I don't think anyone, everyone keeps on talking about that. Everybody keeps on saying, yo, you don't sign a tune just because it's made by a black person, but nobody is going to do, literally nobody's going to do that. That's and not by true. the way, that's not true. There are people, it's, there's a lot of that going on. You, uh, we can break that down in society right now. We're going to see, but like, it's not like, hold on. It's not like white producers like have a monopoly on good music. Are you kidding me? That like no. most of the, a lot of the big white producers out there are putting out garbage. Oh, and it's being marketed. I'm, I'm sorry. It's true. You know it's true. It's garbage, and it's being marketed and making it into like the top ten charts on Beatport. It's because of who they are and like what they built or what label they're on. It's not necessarily the quality of the tune. Uh, there, so there's a, there's a unhealthiness of a of a label jumping that goes on that I think that also caused a lot of those. Uh, That's the biggest problem. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's true. And then there's also artists who get signed. I'm sorry because they're friends with the label owner. Yeah. or whatever i mean that's always been the case i'm tired of people talking about oh you know uh women getting on lineups because of for whatever maybe they slept the promoter or whatever that whole thing that used to go on years ago like as if the other djs were friends with the promoter getting yeah. on the lineup was was yeah. any better or worse of a reason like the same yeah. thing that's happening with this whole like the fear of tokenism is fucking bullshit no sorry to swear but it's bullshit it's it's a mm. moot argument the white artists are not representing when it comes to putting out purely good tunes okay it's not like we're saying oh you know we're only seeking out black art it's not that's not going to happen label owners that are watching the bottom line and are taking care of their business are not specifically going out and just say just sign them because they're black that's not what's happening it's not what's going to be happening that's what they uh, that's what some of them would have done thank you mm, that's what i'm you saying know, there's a fear out here yeah I'm telling you now, that have been token gestures. And I'm saying to them, yo, don't even go down that route. Yeah? yeah. You sign and use it on talent. Yeah? Purely simple. Let's take the colour thing out of it. That's my whole argument about this whole thing. Yeah? Take the colour away from this thing, yo. Because at the end of the day is, you're looking for grime. Man are thriving in grime and it's load of black kids. Yeah? Why? But you load of black kids making it, but it's load of white kids that are going to it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Let them, don't take it. It's but just, if you, that's what people is, is if, if you applied that to hip hop, where ninety yes. percent of the paying audience for hip hop in the United States is white, there you go. Then, then you can't. But that, that's that, but that's the thing. Oh, like wait, that, wait. that means that white. That, that means that hip hop in general in the United States would become all of a sudden whitewashed. We can't. I mean, that that that's no. It's different though. The, the reason yeah. why there's a difference. There. Look, we call out things like tokenism because we see them. Have, we've been down this road a million times. We we know it. We see it. We recognize it before this. They're calling it virtue signaling like now or whatever. There's none of this is new. We knew this was going to happen. We don't say it because like we don't think it's going to happen. We know that's what you're going to do. The first thing right. that happened after all these protests is people like, oh my god. I've been so upset that I haven't been representing anyone. Let me tag 50 artists. You should have paid 
to. That doesn't yeah, do anything. Yeah. Like, you know, it's not, that's totally. Well, you got the occasional like, white friend phone call, too, as well. That came yeah, in. it's like a list of people. If you really want to make change, instead of putting up 50 people inside of a tweet, why don't you spend the next couple moments to go through each one of those artists and explain what their powers are? Like, that's that's how you create change and, and represent the people, not just put them on a quick list or a pay play playlist that you're going to listen to once and no one's going to pay attention. Or that anyone sees that and goes, oh my God, I can't believe there's more black people there. There's so many forms of tokenism that that is a thing. Now, the same thing goes with label owners, with hospital and things. You are pressured to do these things. It's like, all right, well, there's no black representation. Let me stop and rechange everything. And I'm just going to put this one in power to appease the people. That doesn't help anything. So you have to actually tell people, look, don't just hire them because they're black. Just understand that there needs to be an equal opportunity for them. And that hasn't been shown before. Whether you believe it's happening or not, for some whatever reason, in the back of your mind, you're not giving those same opportunities. I'm not naming names we've already pointed out today. Right, right. I'm, I'm, we're not a gossip channel. Okay, all right, then let's look at it like this. Let's look at it from a different perspective, yeah? Let's look at it from a different perspective. We're talking drum bass and this and that and that and this. Def Jam back in the day, all the artists were black. All of a sudden, yeah, I know Rick, um, the producer, Rick Rubin. Rick Rubin. Yeah? We found Beastie Boys, mm -hmm. the great white hope. Yo, they were, I'm punk, they were punk rockers. Yeah, blam. Hold on a minute. You you weren't seeing the black people say, "Oh no, da 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 no, no, da 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 da." -da. Come on, man. This is music. We're supposed to make changes. Yeah, we're supposed to influence people's lives. Yeah. My thing about, especially when it comes to drum and bass, that's the reason I left hip hop in the first place. Yeah. Especially when it comes, the game started getting political and started talking about this and that. I didn't want to hear that in my music. Yo, I was going through that in the streets and thing. My music was my escape, you know what I'm saying? Mm. I wanted to be free, I wanted to be, yeah, what's happening, bro? Yeah, from, yeah, yeah, you're from, where are you from, mate? Hug that man and cuff him and, yeah, yeah, move on. That's how I wanted in my music. When the whole thing that's blown up, that now, it's um, the, the, the guy had valid points of what he's saying, Chris, you know what I mean? He spoke his heart and he's true and da 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 da, -da. But from, when you speak to the originals, they'll tell a different story to him. Yeah, because we've mm. been here from the start. You understand what I'm saying? We've been from the start, and we're deep in the middle of a Russia. We're not standing mm. in London. Yeah, we're in Russia. We're in this place and this place and that place and that, that place, and, and they no black people inside. But you're on stage, they're showing you love. Yeah, so that's how I see it. Yeah, you got to look at the bigger picture. You can't just point out, oh, you know, that man and that man and this. Thing and that thing and that thing and this thing and that thing. Look at the big picture on everything. You know what I mean? I spoke to Tony, I spoke to this man, I spoke to that man. I know people are screwing about the thing because it's highlighted, it highlighted the situation in our music. We know, but we're still thriving. Yeah? I don't mm -hmm. care what you say. Yeah, we're still working. Do you know what I'm saying? The old guy's still not working. We're not getting the props on the middle class things. We can right. see but if that's their business model and that's what they want to do, that's what they want to, that's what they want to do. But they've been pulled out now. Now it's been highlighted. That man are scratching the head thinking, yo, you look now on all the live stream, you'll see a black guy on there. Yeah? That you wouldn't have seen <laughs> a month ago. I'm talking about on other people's, you know, the so-called, do you know what I'm saying? Because they're mm -hmm. like thinking, oh, we don't want to, you know what I mean? I've seen it. I've seen the change and it's positive. But it's not what it's supposed to be about because it's tokenism. Do you understand what I'm saying? Right. Exactly. But if, if but hold, but hold on a second. But is, can the argument be made that cumulatively speaking, yeah, that the multiple examples of tokenism that are happening 
will eventually lead to a, a true incre increase, even incrementally, Absolutely. of the diversification of drum bass infrastructurally. I'm talking about like getting a few more black DJs involved, getting a few more women involved, maybe a few more people of color or women involved in like so many the, women the, in the this office. Case now, it's, un it's untrue. The women are being represented. Black people are not going to get represented and stop until these men stop making this noisy to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's that simple. Yeah. It's that simple. I don't care what you want to say. This popping the pop music thing. Yeah, it's like just make pop music. Do you know what I mean? Half the thing. Now you start seeing your King of the Roller vibes and them roller vibes. You're gonna start seeing man coming back shaking their heads like yo. That's why jungle's so popular. Because the you go to jungle dancer, you see a balance. Yeah? Yeah. 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 And people remember it's like that, but you go to the drone base, people, you ain't seen a balance. You gotta you fight know? for the yeah. Uh, we need more of that here. It's what you're offering on the table. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's why it was so important to bring to bring World of Drum Bass to Atlanta. Well, I spoke to you personally, you know, that was like a main thing because we were starting to get drum bass back again. But I wanted to make sure that when I linked up with MJ and Elements and Elevate and all the, excuse me, Elevate and Torch, that we would all work together because I didn't want to have this sect of styles of drum bass. Because like you, when I first got into drum bass, I loved the fact that it was for everybody. Like that was the whole point. Like I'm a dude who grew up in the hood, went to school in the suburbs. Like I've seen every social class possible and then allowed me to be the misfit that I was that I this ragtag of personalities and it led me to experience music that was just so pure with no bounds or whatever um and that was back then so I wanted to get back to that have a world of drum bass come through with LTJ Bookham come through you know to make sure that it wasn't just about you know the tech steppy or whatever like let's get back to the melting pot of drum and bass and what we used to have parties on a regular <laughs> basis philly was like the mecca back in the day it's like we yes, it, was. What it was we brought everybody through there was no i'm not going to this party because somebody's playing you went to every party because you knew it was going to be different every single time that's what is and that's what's missing in america the gang mentality i tell you i deal with it every year i'm mm. saying oh, oh, oh. Jeremy, don't want to book him because respect's gone. I'm like, why are you guys talking and linking and doing a big party? And, you know what I mean? I'm just like, yeah, why are you doing that? You know, look at big cities like Chicago. Bro, we used to do World of Drone Base in Chicago, bro. Yeah. 1,800 people in there, yeah. Metro upstairs. And then I'm like, I look and it saddens me. As, as soon as we did Atlanta, man, I said, I said I'm not yeah, jumping in the promoter game unless we're all involved. You saw that World Drum Bass flyer? There was five promoters. Listen to the time. We were like, we're going to do it together or not at all. And that's how you've got to do it because you've got to show unity and make statements. Everybody's working together. It know? is. That because once the thing grows, everybody eats. Yeah. yeah. You do a little night here. You do a little night here. You do a little night there. It's, just, it's the same click. In New York, I never got to it. I'm like, yeah, 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 that, that, that. I'm like, it's New York City, bro. That's <laughs> <I> <laughs> 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 me. Everybody should run that thing. I, that's always been my argument. Bring them mm. all through, yeah? Open up room two, what do whatever. That's why when I do Miami, I'm like, if people in Miami and I've got the DJs there mm -hmm. and we can do something, put them on, yo. It's a representation, yo. You know what I'm saying? Because we're stronger together than we are solo. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, 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 and um, I like the idea of drum and bass being sort of like a smaller franchise ideal, mostly because everybody knows each other. So there's a little bit of unity within that factor of like, all right, 
this is going to be, you know, these people are going to work together. These people are going to work. It's just that every time it builds, it becomes a bit of a, a competition. People get selfish. Right. And, 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 and I think we keep self-destructing on that note. And the only way you're ever going to get past that is for people to see the actual bigger picture to what needs to be done. You know, like, you know, I, I, for myself, uh, just speaking on World of Drum and Bass, I want to see World of Drum and Bass happen at like a Coachella one time. I want to see happen at one of these super huge spaces where we know, you know, there's people are going to be there and enjoy it, you know, and they're, I just feel like we should not be holding ourselves back, stateside speaking now, right? Because what's going on across the water, of course, we pale in all kinds of comparison. But, um, you know, those little building blocks are, the, you know, the, mic, the microcosms. Yes, we got to maybe do a few small ones to get to the bigger ones. I think that's that could be the overall goal for everybody here, just because it's still new to people. Some people don't, people still calling this fast up step over here for Christ's sakes. You know, I think, I think though, I think part of that change. Look, yeah. I think this COVID thing is going to change a lot of things. You can't yes. grow festivals the way you want to anymore. My only, my only retort to what you just said is like, um, these opportunities should have been given to people from the forefront. Like we, we know a lot of these people who throw those major parties. We know the people who worked. I've played Coachella. I've done all these things. And the right. fact that we're not represented there is not at the fault of SS or at the fault of anybody else. That's the corporation. Corporations making a move. We right. have to do a better job of the powers that be letting us in. That that's that's always been my thing. It's like there's there shouldn't be a problem why World of Drum Bass can't be on a Coachella. There shouldn't be a problem for all these major festivals. I think the major festival thing actually more than people blame things on dubstep. I think you know I have already spoken to my my piece about how I think the recession here in America was a bigger part of the downfall or the dropping of drum and bass attendance. But I also feel like the everything turning into a festival here in America um, changed things a lot as yeah. well because okay. all the small clubs started to suffer because everybody was just going to festivals all to the time. Joint. So I, I think there's a different, um, there's a different learning curve there and history that isn't being represented because it's a spectacle. While I love the spectacle, there it's harder to to bring in the old guard, so to speak. I hate that term because, like y'all, I'm old, so it's like, you know what I, mean? like, I hate the old guard thing because it's also the problem with me, old guard, new guard, is it also shows that there was a gatekeeping aspect that I don't, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And um, I think we've kind of transitioned out of that at this point. So that's another mm -hmm. reason why I'm using that term. Yeah, I'm, you know, again, you know, just the idea of of you know i've been literally all of us here are literally creators of our own you know what i mean like you know we're finding ways to make our own things happen and we're having a lot of progress especially uh ss of course having a very a lot of progress of just progressing past and i think you put that out there to show people this is how it works as far as the influence and getting up and being a part of something and people just have to feel it getting to those places where where we can just, just you know what i mean just 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 push it like yo boom mm -hmm. and i think we just planted some seeds you know uh you know me you know us here all hip-hop lovers 
This is why you got some people knocking on the door like, yo, so what is this uh, techno shit you're doing right now? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You sell, <laughs> out. The, you sell out. You sell out. Yo. Yeah, you know. Uh, yeah, no, the sell out word is gone. You know, the sell yeah, out nobody, word right now Nobody's worried about that. Yeah, you sell out is underground now all of a sudden, but whatever. We keep, I'll leave that alone. I'll leave that alone. But uh, this is the whole ordeal of, uh, I think the right people, this is probably what it is with me. I feel like the right people are right now at the forefront stateside to push this thing the way it needs in places. Like there are a lot of people who are very optimistic and they want to go ahead and curl into these, uh, into these places and, and just, just do solid parties. Like, you know what I mean? They, that's what I see. Maybe I'm too optimistic. Maybe my glasses. No, I agree. I agree that I think um, after all this too is the yeah. the building of the foundation because everyone was releasing records to play out. That's not the case anymore. You don't have any shows to go to. So what are you doing? You know, I've already seen a regression of people who are planning. That's all they're doing is just planning for for shows to come back. While I've been preaching to everybody, like, look, it's dangerous to even throw a show right now. You should be focusing on whatever endeavors you need to, so that you do not rely on that. You know what I mean? So it's it's kind of forced all of us to step back. We've spoken about it numerous times already. Step back creatively and and really see what we're trying to do with that. So, you know, my thing, man. As you've been doing this before I got here. <laughs> you know, and like you've been doing it on a consistent level ever since. Um, I think I think World of Drum Bass needs to be on everybody's list. And the fact that it goes out every single year and hits all these cities without any kind of compromise is a beautiful thing. So it is. I think uh -huh. World of Drum and Bass plays a, an important part in stateside, uh, uh, like, you know, growing as, as a scene simply because. Sure. For sure. You know, because you know, my, you, go ahead, go ahead. No, to, to my idea, I said this about five years ago. My idea, I'm gonna do link up with Pingy, do American Wild Drum Bass, I'm write a drum bass project, an album. I set somebody to the task. So I think this is gonna expose Americans because that's all I got was yeah, you know, yeah, yo, because I'm speaking to promoters, you gotta remember when I speak to promoters. We should bring some American guys. I've been shouting this thing for years, bro. American guys, DJ and MC, you know what I mean, to represent, oh, well, no, we can get them anytime. That's the, the philosophy. We can get yep. them anytime. We can get them. But I know the big picture because if the guys are big there, they keep things going all right. year round. The scene grows, yeah? And then when we come, we just put the icing on the cake. Yeah, so my thing is, yeah. yeah. Then I thought to myself, I want to do a world drum base tour, so we've got world drum base. We've got two rooms, world drum base, and you've got a USA room like I, like I do in Miami, which I know works because I've done it. Yeah, we... They've got two side venues like LA and certain places, got two venues. Let's do this. Yeah, 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 but yeah, I can get that's the mentality. And I'm like, I'm head against a brick wall. I try to do this album project, and all American artists, nothing but headache, bro. I'm not going to lie to you. It's just like, Excuse me. Oh, so am I going to be on tour then? Excuse me. Who are you? I didn't even know these people was. So if I put a job, track an album, do I get to do the tour? I didn't even know these people was. And I just thought, I kept getting all this, you know, all this kind of hierarchy thing. And I think to myself, I'm just doing the project to promote you, you guys, yo. So I just had to step back from it. I thought, yo, you guys need to do your thing. Somebody in America needs to do it. 
You know what I mean? But I was looking at it from a perspective, yo, I'm telling people to do this thing for years. Nobody wants to do it. Let me try and kickstart and help body to do it. But I, I don't have time for the politics. Right. I mean, I'm not, you know. Well, yo, it's not just the politics. You also got to watch out for the people who are in it specifically for themselves. I'm not going to name names about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, hey, I do want to bring up a one, one question um, that I, Brian G actually brought it up on uh, the podcast sometime last year. When do you think Formation's going to start rolling out some remasters for, of their classics? We're doing a whole thing. We're doing a whole thing, mate. Are you? That's what, what we've been doing in lockdown. Well, I've been working on, we've been remastering for the last two years. because That's I exciting extensive my thing is my dilemma is like i don't want to just they go and put it out i want to drip feed it you know mm -hmm. i think our contribution i've got so much music it's stupid i'm in a dis i'm in a dilemma of um distributors now because i've got two albums worth of music two years worth of music to give them because the whole back catalog none of it's online right, so I've right. all the albums all the new stuff all the stuff that should have been out. And I'm sitting there thinking, who do I use? In COVID times, I've got to think, if, if we're not out here making money, I've got to use my catalog, yeah? Yeah. Content, because I need to, because the old stuff promotes the new stuff, because the values in the old stuff, yeah? yeah. The new stuff, it's the, all the old tunes people want. So I've got to utilize that money to promote the new artists. So I'm looking for my best deal possible. And that's where my change is. I'm thinking, yo, I'm not just going to give this man, I'm not just going to give this out. To, to somebody that's not going to value it. Do you know what I'm saying? It's a dilemma now. About two companies, it's down to two people. I've had six people hit me up about putting my, yeah, can we put out one of your old tunes? Like random, not labels, just like man that are doing vinyls and stuff because they see the value in the old music. I, don't, I can't understand. So I'm just sitting here thinking, I'm sitting on a bag of tunes. I've got to make sure I do it correctly because what, I'm trying to do, we're in the process of setting up a charity now, because I'm my thing is I've always wanted to give something back. And I've like, not at the time, not at the time, not at the time, not at the time. I've got the logo designed, I've got everything designed. But with England, to set up a charity, you've got to have a board of directors, you've got to register the company, you've got to do the whole thing. Now it's wow. a matter of getting, you know, I need three board of directors and it's got to be impartial. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. My thing is right. I want to set up this thing, we call it DMB for life. I want to set it up so everybody in every country has their, their thing and their charity and they donate to their cause. So you imagine once a year, there's an event that goes on all around the world, yeah? The DJs all play for free because that's their contribution. So when they're coming, when they're doing tours in America or wherever, and we've got an off night, wherever, we're doing a DMB for life night. Yeah, we'll pick a, a different city each year. That's the donation for America. What charity? We're doing some voting thing. What charity deserves? Who needs the help? You build a. We're trying to build a government a body for you know. We should have as drone base as a business. You got to think of what our music are doing. We've created history. I'm talking about it was born a genre of music. Yeah, that's in the history books. What body is there? What organization is there? Like. Mm -hmm. For, the, for helping mental health, artists that have got struggling, depression, do you know what I'm saying? That kind of thing, this should be a body. Do you know what I'm saying? Like the moment, totally. you know what I'm saying? All those, that's how we've got to be thinking. Got to stop thinking individually like, oh yeah, label here, label there. We all should be coming together at one point, once a year to do a contribution that can help 
so many different people. Do you know what I mean? I'm speaking to, obviously, some of my boy. Do you know what I'm saying? Baseline, Smith, Groove, and all that. But I, it's got to be impartial because I need somebody that understanding that, how to run a charity. You know, the implications and all that because I want to do this thing properly. Do you know what I mean? That's probably my biggest, one of my second biggest goals. Because we've been doing this drum and bass thing in our sleep while a drum and bass formation. It's just like, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. You can always make it better. It can always be worse. But to do something from the grassroots, that's important. That's going to make a difference. You know, when you hear people, oh man, that tune changed my life. I look at it and think, yeah, okay. No, what I want to do is something that will really change your life. Do you know what yeah. I'm saying? The same thing with the Bib Bib um, my Bass Disciples project, my Gospel project. They're my two big things that I want to do because I know they will help people differently because music will always lead the way. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? Right. Tell, me, tell me more about that project specifically because I know you've been on that for a minute. But Because when I got saved, you got to remember, we all have a blessed life. Yeah, We're all traveling the world and you know, experiencing... Me as a black man, I didn't go... Bro, I left school with the basics. Right. Or university or nothing like that. Everything I've learned, I've learned off the streets. You know what I'm saying? Literally, mm -hmm. not on a drug team, but how to run business, right. you know, how to market business. You've got to remember my company, how I, I sit back and say, how do I, how am I built this company in Russia as a black man? Our thing is probably the biggest brand, second biggest is private station, radio's private station, was there the national station. How did I get into this position mm. in Russia? Do you know what I mean? I just, it's just, I shake that and not hospital or not this man or not that man or that man, because I'm just thinking, I, I know I've been blessed. That's all it is. All I can say, I've been looking, I've been blessed. And I, and I had the philosophy of helping, you know, coming in and helping the marketplace. But still, 12 years later, doing major events there every year, even, even in the tough times be there. And I'm thinking, myself, I've been blessed. So when I got saved, it's, that's when I, my eyes got opened. Mm. It was about me, myself, and I, yeah, how much money can I make? Yeah, let me run over here. Let me do this, let me do that. And don't stop being like, yo, yo, see you later. Not thinking about you. Now, my eyes are open. It's like someone's taken a bail out of my eyes. It's like, oh, I can see that man struggling over there. You know? That man's talking to me. And before, yeah, 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 but it got one ear because I'm busy trying to finish that tune. Or I'm busy trying to do that. Now I'm stopping and listening and thinking, oh, damn, yeah, really? And getting time to listen and take it in. Because when we're busy in a lifetime, we listen, but we don't hear. Mm. You know, we do not hear. And you, so you don't know what people are going through in certain times. And a certain thing you can do, certain, I spoke to an artist today, in fact, a girl that's going through some ink. You know, and she was like, yo, I'm really glad I can talk to you. Me and another person is chatting to her. And I'm thinking, yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm here, man. Yeah, yeah. You do tunes for me and da, 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 da. But to her, it's like life changing. She said, if it weren't for you, I don't, I don't know if I cope. And when you hear things like that in general, you think, wow. You know what I mean? The input, the, the influence that we can have on a generation of people. So my whole base disciple thing, I got saved. And me, um, it's like winning the lottery. Because it's like, we go, we're walking around here now, and it's like, we're, 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 we're working to live, instead of living to work type of thing, you know? Right. I'm thinking to myself, if people just step back and look at the stuff that they don't need, yeah? Just like we're about to do in COVID, people are 
the proper people are realizing there's much more important things. So this to me is being a blessing because people like to stop and look at their lives. So my whole base disciples thing is how can I influence people? Yeah, through my music. Yeah, mm. this is what I've been blessed with. This musical talent, this generation. I can reach an audience by a press of a button. So I can't sit back and think, yo, I'm staying in my studio making tunes for me. Let me try and reach a generation, say, yo, yeah, that's over there, but check this thing out over there. This might, you know, this word or this message or something might tweak your depression. You know what I'm saying? Might help you do something differently. Might change your life in decision making. And that's what I feel my calling is now. Do you know what I'm saying? Because mm. I understand the blessing, yeah? And to me, it's all about you're blessed to be blessed. That means it comes to you, but if it stops at you, then you're not blessed because Amen. you're supposed to bless other people. You understand what I'm saying? To the yeah, past, it's like a wave. And if you think, imagine, if we all done that, I get blessed, you get blessed, he gets blessed, you get blessed, blessed, and it goes down the chain. But if you get blessed and it stops at you, and then you, I look outside your yard and you're driving some big Mercedes, and then you see a mile down the road on some push bike, you get me? Can't afford milk. You understand what I'm saying? Right. We change the world, bro. I like it for the record that it's really the other way around, but we'll talk about that number two. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. No, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but, no, but that's, 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 um, those two things go off each other. What I was going to speak about before you, you and a few other people are a very select few who take this tour thing. And it's more than just a tour. Like we're having conversations behind closed doors due to COVID due to the, the, the racial anxiety that's going on here in the States It's created a lot of change. And that's why, even why we spoke about the tokenism and all that is because we're behind closed doors, trying to make change to make things better for not just ourselves, but for people in the future. So they have some place to go to so that we don't keep repeating this process. And you've always been like that. You've always had a roll to drum bass. That was more than that. You, I've seen you do World of Drum Bass like just last year. You invited Fight Club so that people can get healthy. Like it's always been a thing that you've added on to make Shout sure those cats. more than just a tuning or just a bunch of DJs traveling around. You've always had something behind it and supporting artists from all over in many different ways. And you're just continuing that that legacy on now, man. And that's really important. Absolute. Dude, Absolute. Positivity out here. Really, really. Not to blow your head up too much, you know what I'm saying? All that. <laughs> That's my whole point. When I when I hit before, I'd be like, yeah, I feel good. But now, to me, I know it's not about me. Yeah, I'm just I'm just I'm just a, a vessel. Yeah, to help bless others. Right. I understand that now. That's what I'm saying. When I say my eyes are open, I understand that one thousand percent. Yo. Like I said to you, yo, we need to, I spoke to Armand, yo, we need to do some link up and do this podcast, link up and do this. In these times, we got to be creative. You know what I mean? In, these are the best times now for people to be linking together. You and know? have these conversations, man. And have conversations. conversations mate. Having, having conversations, because, you know, our lives are busy and we're all striving. We all got to eat. We all got to pay bills. Yep. We all got, we've got to do that anyway. Whether COVID or no COVID. Or no COVID. <laughs> you know, we've got to do that anyway. That doesn't change. The way we think about it should change. Right. You understand what I'm saying? The way 1, we think about it should change. And that was the importance of this podcast. It's like, and people, you know, it's cool that the three of us have linked together. We linked through Semperfy and we had all these talks and we'll have more of them on for everybody listening. Um, but it was really important to me to gab to grab artists and 
as guests that I've grown with that I know a side that a lot of people don't get to see when we had Goldie on, Alcine, uh, AK-1200. We get to just sit and chat and talk about real life stuff like we do. The most important thing you said in the, not the most important, but one thing that you said when we started this podcast is I, like me, I have a really hard time working with people that I can't just sit down and have a cup of coffee with. You know, we've had numerous amounts of those with, and that's how we built our relationships back in the day. It was never about the politics. It was like, yo, we just sat down, kicked it, respected each other's talent. We sat down after that and became friends. And a lot of people don't see that. And especially with the way politics go and the way things are being advertised, all you see is the market. They don't get to see like that, yo, this is a real homie that I sit down with and compare ideals with on a regular basis. And that's why it was important that we started this podcast to make sure that we can reach out to those. And we've got guests coming up who are the same way. You don't get to see that side. It's, it's in this place of COVID and changing the conversation and adding some substance. It's like, that. Yeah, we're not marketing people anymore. Let's get down to real the no person so you can go and listen to their music and appreciate it in a different taste, you know? And that's very yeah. important. And you, you doing that is kicking me up the behind because I need to do what you guys are doing. Yeah? We're trying to catch up with you, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I spoke about it. We've got a group on um, WhatsApp Music yeah. artists, all the artists, and we all chat every day. That's what been our connection. It's been a great thing, but we just chat. Yeah, yeah, this and that. But connect is different. Mm. Get me? Chat about this and post tunes, and yeah, what you think about this? Yeah, and then it's just like, see you later. But something right. gets it's a bit, it gets a bit silly sometimes. So you got to think, no. But this, I'm supposed to do this thing. You know what I'm saying? Where the man's are chatting. Just yo, what's happening, Groove? Yeah, yeah, bro. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And people see the real thing behind being an artist and what artists go through properly and understand when you could become an artist, you've got to represent a certain way. Yo, you know what I'm saying? You've got to represent, yo. Know? Mm-hmm. Cause at the end of the day, we have influence out here. Especially, I'm, not, I'm not bothered about other music. Whatever they're doing there, it's what we do. Cause this right. thing is underground. It's come from us. You get me? It's come from love. It's not being created but you got to remember, no majors dictated drum bass music, mm-hmm. yeah? We have. The majors might have took a little piece of it. Just, yeah, we'll take it, a little token thing because it thingy. But we've controlled this. As and a- it, that needs to happen, too. Like, I, I say all the time, like, don't get the, the pop aspect of things twisted. You need that. Like, yeah. it, I've had this argument numerous of times, and that's why I think it needs to be marketed in America differently. The word pop music doesn't have to be an evil thing if you control the base of it. And that's why I always said, like, I understood parts of having it in a circle because we do it in hip-hop. Anybody wants to front like we don't, you're out of your mind. There's definitely, there was definitely people to this day who make sure the purity and the sanctity of it is intact so like i get why something when you don't let anyone in then it becomes a problem and that's a whole different conversation that'll probably lead to another hour of this zoom call but you know (laughs) as as long as you did what you were supposed to do let the radio do that that's fine all that does is create a wedge it's going to be 25 percent real 75 percent crap and that wedge will get bigger with the more people you bring in so absolutely marketing let the pop world do what they do and people go oh man that was cool and then they listen to that and then someone takes the responsibility of telling them where it came from you do the same thing with roots we could talk about mumble rap or whatever you want to do all day but a lot of those people find those artists and if you're smart enough and pure enough you will take that 
whoever you can grab and bring them back. And the next thing you know, you're listening to the Royce the Five Nines and the and the KRS ones of the world, and you start to realize where it came from. The problem is, is when you have those rappers who don't really care about the art form, you know, you have that go that way. But that's going to happen. It's the natural progression of things. It's just, it's just what it is. So as long as we keep connecting and we keep doing what we're supposed to do, everything will be all right. Yeah, and one more thing to say for the stateside, build industry. We have, you know, we need more media outlets. Yeah. We need more outlets sure. for people to expose the uh, who, who are, what's going on, what's it about. I Honestly, it's become fun to reintroduce drum and bass to new crowds. I don't want to, I don't want to touch on it too much, but I rock somewhere where it was a huge dude from, uh, what's that big, uh, Burning Man? And mm. We took mm-hmm. half of his crowd and brought them in with us and they didn't know what this was, but they were enjoying themselves to the next level to the point when the main set got on, they still were with us. But I'll stop there because I don't <laughs> want to be. No Yo, you know when John no Bass is staying in a dance. I don't care what right. else is going on. You can't right. survive. Yeah. <laughs> no, you can't. Never could. Can't be like, Yo, I don't care what it is. When a DMB team is popping off, you can't be the vibe. And that frightens some of them people, yeah? They're frightened. Mm. I tell you, surprised some of them people. Like now in the UK, over the last year, the influx of young kids, it's never been, it's crazy, bro. Yo, it's crazy. I'm talking about young 17, 18 that are into drum and bass now. That was never really the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's always for the older Now it's just like, even in my town, I was like, I went to see Sub Zero. Um, in February, I'm thinking, yo, he's playing at some pop club. I thought, I gotta see what this thing going. Go, what's he like? There was nobody over the age of 19 in this place. Wow. Uh, I'll tell you that now, yeah? There was an MC who was one of Bridget from Nottingham. He was probably 40, but the rest were. <laughs> yeah, and I was just like, and it's a next generation, you see? Do you know what I'm saying? The only thing about them, they're fickle. Yeah, if they're not guided properly, they'll be just running about, but they're in it. That's the yeah. youth period, man. I'm talking about. I tell you what, it's like that's how Toronto used to be back in in the 90s, bro. Yes, indeed. Bro, Talk I used to go to Toronto. You know, the kids' school kids was like, yeah, jungle. It was just like it was bigger. <laughs> probably bigger than the UK, mate. At one point, you go Yo, Toronto. Toronto bananas. Yeah, Toronto was the UK that. for sure. Mate, insane. And this is my this this is my argument now. Yeah. The Toronto scene, yeah, is, I look at all the tours that are going on, yeah, mm. we've not been Toronto in five, six years, when we done the last time, it was jam, yeah, I look at every tour that's going on in five years, and if they've been, what, you don't see the headline is going to Toronto, not at all. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? That's I cool. Know my Destiny doing every, I know Destiny doing every now and then, but they've got big business now. They're doing yeah, they're, major things now. So they transitioned for sure. Generation, you don't see them. That's why I'm saying to people, that's why Toronto is struggling, because they're not getting fed. The, 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 you know, the, the, the music. The everyone else is getting fed. Do you get me? Yeah. I, I know it's a gamble. I can understand the gamble and you know, the risk and all that. Rob, I do Victoria on a Tuesday night by myself, my own party, and get 150 people. So my argument is saying, I can gamble and do 150 people, yeah, under 50 be there. Because I'm, I'm talking about Canada's whole. We do a whole of Canada, and we don't do Toronto. We do Kitchener. Yo, you know what I'm saying, for Brian. And I'm just like, come on, Toronto, yeah. come on, come on, come on, somebody. And you've got them people working on doing their things, doing their things, 
and I know things have changed and lost venues, but it's Toronto. And it always goes to Toronto. And, that's, and that goes back... You know what I mean? That goes back to the festival talk. It's like, because let, let it be known, Destiny throws fantastic events. I, I love everybody up there. But that's the thing is once you continue to succeed and it gets bigger and bigger, you start throwing these bigger events and then the smaller right. events suffer. That's not a fault of anyone. That's just the natural progression. Not, 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 but you got to have somebody else to take over that smaller part yeah, or else. That younger, that younger somebody that's prepared to do it slightly differently. Yeah. yeah, you've got to do, it's got to be do slightly differently. Um, look at it from a different angle, maybe because it's a major player. Toronto has always been a major player. My first agent was based in Toronto, bro. Toronto was like the second, oh, uh, who, who like, was that? Someone agent? who lived in America, like, and went to Toronto. Yeah, it, t- Toronto was like going to the UK for us. Yeah, yeah. there was yeah. no difference. Mate, <laughs> like, and then, and that's know. what I'm thinking, oh, please, Toronto. And, and, the big, and, and, and I'll tell, tell you what America and Canada has going for them that a lot of people miss, promoter-wise. Everybody wants to go to Vegas. Everyone wants to go to Miami. Everyone wants to go to New York. That's your unique selling point, yo. You're saying I'm going to put on a party in New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you think it. Yeah. Oh, there's so many... Big artists that miss New York, that don't play New York, it's stupid, bro. I don't understand it. Yeah, that's I, why I, I, we're glad I, I, Atlanta's I, popping again because we're like, yo, everybody wants you know what I'm to saying? You've got to utilize the that you have. You'd be surprised how many people are like, yeah, man, I've got family in Atlanta. And I'm like, what? Why aren't you coming here all the time? <laughs> We're trying to change that. Like, yeah, man. And, you know, the movie scene here now, like Atlanta's, Atlanta's been cracking. So all my Atlanta people, you already know. Say, you know. That's what America's unique selling point. People want to go to these cities. So if somebody takes them, grabs it, I think, yo, like Vegas, we do our own part in Vegas. We've always done it with Tasha. You know what I mean? Now, um, a club got involved. Well, this year, but we've always done our own part in Vegas. Tuesday night, jam, bro. Yeah? Because yeah. I've looked at it is the artists want to go to Vegas. You get me? I'm looking, I'm looking about, the, I'm talking about your artists because the artists one that draws. You get the artists on the right lineup, that's 50%, 60% of the job done. Yeah? Because the artist is the draw. If you say, I can say to a man, yeah, I've got Vegas on the thing. What? Yeah, man, I've been thinking about the money. <laughs> everyone, yeah. everyone I've talked to in the last, maybe, I don't know what they got going on. Everyone I've talked to in the last two years that wasn't going for EDC has been like, yeah, I think I'm going to go play this Vegas joint. Every single one of them, like, bro, it was cracking. And I'm like, I mean, it's Vegas. Like, what did you, yeah. you know what I mean? I haven't been back It yet. wasn't like that. It wasn't like but, that. That's what I'm trying to, it's been a struggle, but somebody took it, grabbed it, and doing the Tuesday night, my guy, and it's good. There's loads of cities like that in America. That's what their unique, unique selling point is. <laughs> when we open back up, Vegas people, remember that I want to go there. So it, it's wrapped in bacon. That's why that's why conference was so good because everyone wanted to go to Miami. It's dude, Miami. Dude, you know Miami saying? used to be the conference. Oh it was yep. it's a little everyone more you know what I mean? Everybody wanted to go to Miami. That's yeah. that's what your unique selling point. People don't want to come Leicester, bro. Yo, before hey, I hey, I've been to Leicester, man. That was a, that was a party, man. I've been, to, you know, stayed at your house, and then we went to yeah, that. Man, oh, yeah, that's what I'm yeah, about when you see Miami or Leicester or right, Miami, no, no. <laughs> it's a little bit. where do you want to go? You get me? <laughs> this is what I'm trying to say. Everybody <laughs> wants to go to Miami, so it's, it, it becomes the money question. Becomes kind of secondary, 
if they, if you're using it to the right tools. And that's what America has gone for it. Yeah, Atlanta. You know, my time I said to Simon, "What we doing, Atlanta?" What? I've been Atlanta ages. I've been looking Bro, forward to. It. I was like, Atlanta. So do you know what I'm saying? These are your unit selling points. Damn you, COVID. Selling <laughs> points, bro. Yeah, you need, you need. It's like Toronto. Everyone wants to do Toronto. I'm like, uh, come on. You know, it's popular. So coming out the other side is you guys get your heads together and just look at, you know, whatever you need to do going forward. We're here. Do you know what I'm saying? We're here. Because at the end of the day, the bigger picture is realistically, if the local scene works, yeah, everything works. Yep. That's it. But it's and that, that's the key. You know what I mean? That's the key. Especially in New York, it's so bitty and bobby. It's like it's New York City. And it's like, oh, you've got venue. Da, 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 da. I'm like, it's New York, man. You know, I'm, you know, I just, I just struggle when I'm Make thinking these places. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's New York City and it got no venues. I'm just like, <laughs> come on, man. You know what I'm saying? It's difficult. I know it's difficult because you where, know. Where you going, Trek? You know, <laughs> <laughs> something on your mind there, sir. <laughs> I think. Um, I want to say that New York is uh, figuring out what to do next. I think we ended up, lastly, in like some of the biggest venues I've ever seen in New York City, which is the Avant Garde uh, Brooklyn Mirage uh, thing, and yeah, they man. seem to be doing things in there. So that was like the, 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 you know, a stepping ground. Because before that, it, we went back underground for a bit. Uh, Webster Hall was closed. And now they open back up and another side of Brooklyn has something else going on. And that's where it kind of stopped. And I want to say before COVID, everything was, curiosity was high level stateside-wise, which is why it's, it's kind of like, well, what's going to happen when we uh, finally get back on our feet, uh, depending on length and time. And the most we can say is that it's on the artist to keep a lot of the, uh, the, the, uh, the music and the, uh, you know, we find different ways of just keeping it bubbling. So we can, you know, by the time them shows come, you know, Amani's going to have like a two hour set by the time shows come. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> We've got, we've got to be, and to be honest, we've been working on an idea for America for the last probably seven, eight years, you know, but it's always working on, and it's exactly what it needs. But every time I get my hand around it, it's the, like the politics. Can I be bothered with the politics? The mentality. Hey man, yeah. call one of us. <laughs> I was gonna say, <laughs> do it through some yeah. yeah. problem. It's not America. It's something for America. Yeah, yeah. I got you. We've got an ideal location. We've got an ideal, ideal spot. We've got an ideal promoters to do this thing. But I know it's gonna take a year to do it to, to just to bring it together because of the politics. Do you know what I'm saying? Because it's like, have you seen that thing happening in Malta? Have you seen that? You seen a flies for that? Yeah, Most, is that really uh, happening? Yeah, but, but Wolf North Base, mate, he's doing about six festivals in three weeks, bro. Oh <laughs> wow, mate! If you see the lineup, he's just launched. Yeah, it's, it's, bigger, it's, it's bigger than the one in the UK. You've seen that? Yeah, you've, mm. you've seen the one with um, what's the name? He just launched another one. Yeah, in August, ridiculous, bro, insane. I'm just like, you're looking at lineups, thinking, hold on a minute. You don't even get them lines for festivals. America needs a drone-based festival. Yeah. 
small thing, just like what we're doing thing in um, Bulgaria. It's only small, but we get 700 people through the three, three days. It's wicked. It's the vibe, you know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, it's like a holiday. It needs its own thing for the Americans. Because a load of Americans people travel, travel to Outlook. Load of Americans go to Sun and Base. You, you know how hard yeah. it is, are, bro? It's tough it's to do it. if you can do that yeah. here. This is what I'm trying to say. You know what I mean? And we've got the location. I'm being, we've been toying with the idea for the yeah, last well, I'm, about, I'm about to jump in that WhatsApp conversation, bro. You know what I mean? We're toying with the idea for seven years, mate. We've got a place where we can go 24 you just, hours. You need a Semper Fi room. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> for sure. 24 hours, but it's just like, it's just, what it is is, when you're doing a start on a festival like that, the key is getting the artists. Mm. Yeah? Yeah, the key is getting artists because it's so far, you've got to rely on American artists. A lot of American artists don't draw. Yeah? Mm. You're going to have the expense, flights, and da 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 So we're looking at it thinking, oh, then, we need to do this somewhere if we run a tour. So the artists are there, and we can say, yeah, because flying them from UK, flying wherever, it's going to be a mad expensive to get them to this place where we want to go, because the first two, three years, it will, it will struggle to break even. Yeah, so we've got to make it cost effective. Oh, so you're looking, you're looking at the long game now for this, then? Um, oh yeah, always long game. We just done a, we done a Bulgaria. This is a fifth year, and what Bulgaria, yeah, my God. But I think that's one thing that promoters don't always keep an eye on is they don't no. keep an eye on. All right, if we do a series of events. Yeah. At what point is this going to be like a business? At what point are we going to break even? And how long are we going to lose money? How much money are we going to lose? How much money can we lose? That kind of thing. And so I don't think a lot of people are willing to do that because we, they want an immediate financial return. Well, because we haven't reached that, that level of like real business here in the States. No, definitely not. Uh, but I also think that that's our fault. And I think we can. Yeah. I, I have no, I'm associated with, we're all, we all are, but we, I'm associated with people who are ready to look at that long term and, and work it. I mean, that's what we were doing here in Atlanta and bringing that all in. We called it pouring, pouring uh, gas on the flame is all of us uniting together and just saying, okay, if we're going to do this, this is going to be a collaborative effort that's, that's going to last for, you know, years. This isn't about just throwing a quick party because we're going to try to bump the scene. Like, let's actually start building an infrastructure that lasts, you know what I mean? So, like, I, you know, I think that's, been needing to happen and it's going to take more than just atlanta it's going to take everyone from across wherever and like putting our heads together and i'll tell you i'll speak to you about fight. the idea i don't want to put it on camera because i know some more trying no just tell us now it's fine it's just the we, we're editing don't even worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> no don't 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 say anything we're not editing I'm not saying it now. Yeah. <laughs> don't listen to track track will get you all jammed up my mind stop recording yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we know what works yeah mm -hmm. it's implicating it to make it work because the unique selling point is the artist in america getting artists over there is the hardest play like wolf you know them people are getting them artists to get to malta this past italy you know mm. it's like it's, it's crazy you know what i'm saying but it's got 100 artists on one of the nights 100 artists on the week later it's not like you got 10 man or 15 man going, there's 100 people. Yeah, artists going over. It's just, <laughs> right. it's like, I'm thinking, yo, it's next level. I'm not talking on them levels. I'm talking about this thing. The only idea is it's a collaboration. The only way this would work, if we do it, we've got the spot, 
I just need to check the location. We've definitely got the spot, definitely got the people. Right. Don't say no more, don't say no more. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 No Monty, we are like, what? We're uh, yeah, we're under, just under two hours. Just know when you get to the last few minutes there. Just... Yeah, so uh, real quick, also <laughs> I want to ask, because we are getting close to the two hour mark. Um, yeah. I love the fact that we never pay attention and we just end up here. Yeah. That's the best part about this show. Um, I would ask you, do you have, normally what we do is you send them to me beforehand, but you woke me up at 9 a.m., so sorry. You. <laughs> if you got two tunes, you, you think you can throw me two tunes to play? Uh, during the podcast tonight because this is all being recorded. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah so yeah. send me two tunes if you can and uh, I'll talk all over them so they don't rip them. <laughs> you know what I mean? But if you can send me two tunes that you want to, whether they're old tunes um, or something new you want to. two, three albums of music that nobody's heard. Music's never the problem. It timing now. Right. So I'm making mm-hmm. it at the right time and the right times now because my stuff's not noise. Let's play a formation. <laughs> Let's just play a, a, a formation classic and dedicate it to the whole. SS yeah. So send me send me two tunes. I'll play them during the podcast. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. S man, I really appreciate you. Uh, yeah, Popping through and having the chat with us. It's long, long overdue. Um, I also want to thank you in front of everyone for um, the influence you've had on my career for helping me putting me under your wing as well uh i i if it wasn't for that mixtape man i don't know where i'd be right now that, mm. that red supper's jungle i know it like the back of my hand skipper and foxy like looking in philly back then and all those people i was just like i was just i walked in there like we in america <laughs> You know what I'm saying? It's like, bro, those were the days. Where, where, where it was insane. And that was proper. That yeah, wasn't a gravy thing. That was proper jungle there. Facts. Dark rooms, oh, man. The dark room back like in the day. Shout oh, out Henry Adu, by the way. Pack Henry, Cole, yeah, hit him Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. That's like, that's the roots. You know what I mean? The roots. So many people. <laughs> and we need them people that took this thing and ran with it. Yeah, there's not yeah, enough man. people doing it. Yeah, in the States. Doing that, I'm running with it, yo. I'm trying to get back to that, man. So it's like, look, man, all these the new cats are cool, but I need my my SSs, my Baileys, I need my Kenny Kens in here. Like, I need to go back to that. You know what I mean? Like, especially too, because during like right before obviously all before COVID, it was changing that way. We were having better parties. Not better party, excuse me. The vibe was different for the small room events. Like we had Bookham, we had a hundred, we had two hundred people in there. That was max, and you couldn't move in there. And that was the best vibe we've had compared to even the bigger parties we've thrown in a while. Having uh, Goldie come through here would have been live, dude. At World of Drum Bass at the at uh, down at the lounge room at the bottom of Believe, which has been super popping. To have that there would have been super sick. We had DRS come through. We had Jumpin' Jack Frost. Like all these like. My 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 super vibey, you know what I mean? Drum bass as to getting back to the roots of things. Those parties were going off, so I'm really happy it's going back that way. I can't wait till we all sort this out and uh, get rid of our president so that we can have parties again. <laughs> I like how you threw that in there. Wow! I can't oh, wait to. Go to we try, oh, man. No. I'm tired of saying like, "Well, let's see how the next two weeks go." Like, it's getting annoying. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, we we're the land of the free, and we're the only country that can't leave now. That makes no sense. Oh, but, it's crazy, isn't it? You're on lockdown. It's just like, yeah, and you ain't going nowhere too soon. I can tell you that now. But nothing. Um, 
Nothing. It is what no. it is. We'll figure it out at some point. But really want to appreciate you for coming through, man. And definitely uh, super definitely. blessed. And uh, we will talk off cam about <laughs> some other things. <laughs> yeah, blessed. Yeah, man. Blessed, everybody. Stay blessed. Never stress. Peace out. Yeah, big love. Let me stop this recording then. Sheesh. What's good? What's good? I did a wardrobe change. I'm telling you, you know what I'm saying? I hope <laughs> Yo, shout out HyperX and Champion, by the way, who sent these drones. I did like about 6,000 crunches. Yeah, good. you know what I'm saying? We was just working, you know? I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't eating snacks at all. I wasn't. wasn't I did not eat a bowl of Golden Grams. <laughs> <laughs> we was chilling like, we should do this more often. Yeah, we, yeah you know. we shouldn't. <laughs> that 9 a.m. is harsh um, yeah it is but you know hey hey so d- y'all don't go nowhere because you know we still got music to play i hope you guys got like a half that. hour left. yep yeah yeah we normally go for another half hour so uh yeah and you're welcome everybody in the chat who i appreciate y'all sticking through um and shout out to s uh we really appreciate him for coming through sitting Thanks down and chatting man. with us i've been friends with that guy we've all been friends with that guy from the beginning he's seriously uh, a major influence on a lot we do shout out my atl fam in the chat uh, y'all know what it is. My New York crew, I see you too. Uh, we got some music to play. You know what I mean? You know, you know, he music. Did, he sent me two tunes. So I'm going to play them. What you got first, bro? <laughs> you know it's funny. Oh, no, mm-hmm. there it goes. All right. Oh, I thought yeah. we had another situation. <laughs> <laughs> the pot is back to our old selves. You know Nothing just never changed. No, 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 no. I got it. I got it. We did the rap intro, so um, I know this one is especially for Golden Child. We're going to play this one first. Shouts to Golden out here repping. Okay. Don't worry about it. It'll play, I promise. <laughs> Where's all my veterans in the house? Y'all know what this is. Or it could stop. All right. That's cool, too. I didn't touch nothing. <laughs> it's him, Ralph. Y'all know the re- remix, remaster. Is it a new one? Oh! Did Armani Rainbow something out the trunk? Formation crew. We got a new letter. I'm always gonna pump every night. I fell in love with this tune just like everybody else. Oh, oh. no stop right Down crew. Is it a zone and wicked for real? Wow. Now we're Turn it up, turn it up. You can social distance in your crib. And <laughs> that one boss. She wants us to crash and do something very obscene over there. It's crazy. You want me to rap over? Mm, too bad the latency doesn't get us. Pop it more, come to the jump because it's gonna make some more latency. No, I'm not doing it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's running away. 
Send me another one. Um, another lighter remix? <laughs> yeah, another he sent, me, he sent me three more lighter remixes. We're gonna play all of them back to back. But nah, he sent. <laughs> he just dropped another one. Um, I don't know if it's out out yet. To be perfectly honest, with you, somebody could probably correct me on this if that is so. But I did hear it. There is a video out for it. Uh, I think it's super Ooh. fire. It's DJ SS and Isaac Mayo uh, featuring Devotion. Mm-hmm. It's called Born mm-hmm. in the Born in the Ghetto. So, All right, let's beat this. You want to hear it? Here you go. <laughs> I got to stop saying that. You don't got to, like... We have to like, it's the end Vogue video. Yeah, it's not. It's just not. <laughs> <laughs> said I should Boy, we going to have a talk when I get off. <laughs> we going to have a convo, Ricky. Love y'all, man. Love to everybody tuning in right now. This is Born in the Ghetto. Born in the Ghetto. You saved with me. I was raised in the Ghetto. I wasn't coming. No way I'm gonna come back. Oh my hate is. It's like 
I'm saying. Taking the vibe in, man. You know, was that too much? I'm sorry if you couldn't hear me. Uh, I just wish I had an edible for this right now, though. But whoa, we good. Whoa. <laughs> MJ, where are you at? <laughs> yeah, that tune was yeah, hard. I like that. Share them with that you. Yeah, that's yo. Big salute to uh, SS. You yeah. know, everything we talked about in the podcast was sort of contained in that one song. So he's on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. On it. Is anybody else tired? I'm tired now. I feel like I've been. Put on a lot of energy in that last five minutes. Yeah. I just want to make sure you guys can take a breather. I got Ooh. more. You know, you know what the uh, you know what the tunes. real what? you know what the real ripper of the, of the tune was uh, was was tracks beatbox. That was a good intro. <laughs> oh, that was a tune. I think that's good. <laughs> that is like the best intro I think I've ever heard. <laughs> that's <laughs> MC track box. That ain't track. That's track box. Everyone so just so everyone's in on it. <laughs> so we're in the jokes. Uh, we were like, yo, we should come up with an intro song. You know what I'm saying? And we were like going back and forth. And I was like, guys, I do produce music. And right as I said that, Track uh, did this. And um, that became the intro. <laughs> I was fooling around and now I was like, I'm, I'm immortalized. This is the greatest Track. podcast theme song of all time. 
There goes your uh, theme music right there. Yeah, you left that on my voicemail, and I told him I was going to play it, and he ain't believe me. So there you go. Anyway, so (laughs) now that we got that out the way, um, (laughs) I don't know if SS's tune could really mess with that intro, to be perfectly honest with you. I think we got that in the bag. (laughs) We got that in the bag. Um, We did release our first Semperfy tune. For those who don't know, shout out all my MCs. There's 13 of us, so I'm not going to go through the names, but you can follow us right now on Instagram at WeAreSemperfy and see a bunch of them in their FYE. We are Semperfy, FYE, yeah, not F-I. Um, we got together. We had our first release thanks to Woes and Six Block. We gathered Woes. up Dre, myself, and Trek. Um, it is called Fired Up. I'm going to yep. play it for you right now because we going to play music because that's what we're doing. We're going to play some music. I don't, what I'm talking about. I don't know what I'm saying right now. I'm totally sober, by the way, for those. Shouts to R.A.W. Six Block. <laughs> man, was fantabulous on the production oh man you want to hear some music let's keep it going let's i like this vibe we got on. this one's loud summer jam i'm having a good time i don't know about y'all but i'm having a good time I was like, did I play the instrumental on the thing? One time, yo, roll call. Who's on deck? Yo, Armani. Dre. Dre. Track. One time for your mind, right? Boom, bitty, 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 Contact them back to my side. Veterans know I'm up in my prime. Let's ride them out of my mind. Stay side, I'm taking what's mine. Gotta, gotta get what I wanna hit. Every little bit, I'm on my grind. Keeping up, bumping, we weaving above, and they never forgetting the flow. Speaking of something, the people are wanting, they never forgetting the woes. Respect to my brethren that be repping coast to coast. Our money and Dre and track them MCs always doing the most. People remember we come with that energy, never the enemy. Do we intend to be rather be friendly? Sipping my Hennessy, bopping the drum, they feel like content and beyond. Cause I'm penning these lyrics essentially, knowing eventually you will be sent to these blocks of the fantasy, tighten like Tennessee. Time to best bet every fresh in your memory. Everything mentally richer than Kennedy's Stems from a chemistry stronger than enemies Opposite entities Stopping the positive No one that thoughts me I'm like a left Let me roll straight track Three brothers in arms Lay back I'm telling you what Unify with Semperfy And I'll be there Visual a composition Disrupting the competition Destruction is common When it's just tougher The constitution The bills are coming More quicker than conquer buildings What you be wondering Something in collar Flipping reload Decos bars Make them emo with CO Heroes we know Slow speed The flow of Neo Zero be the chill levels Freeze at will levels Y'all forget your sweating, people get to sit together huh? Now Dre next up on deck, off of the chain, one on the loose West Coast riding from day one, they here riding on day two So spit a go, get a living, doing my thing Shout out Jungle of Platoon, my platoon, gang gang I got shooters on the payroll, down to shoot it when I say so If you do not want it, here's your warning, run and lay low Ain't a microphone safe when we squad up Whole team lit, everyone I'm with, fire up, fire up, fire up. Whole team lit, everyone I'm with, fire up, fire up, fire up, Whole team lit, everyone I'm with, fire up, fire up, fire up, Whole team lit, everyone I'm with, fire up, fire up, fire up, Whole team lit. Yo, it's that drummer bass, boost banner. Run a wild of your manner. Lyric 
Weekly I go ham, bars, hit hard like sledgehammer Kush yeah. only no bammer, okay. real deal like a vandal Went from resident to the president to that chief fake commander Shout out to all of my ladies, okay. shout out to all of my soldiers Out here winning like I'm rolling my blunts with a bunch of fully clothes It's the unforgettable, unfuckwittable, lyrical drummer behemoth If I say it, please believe that I'm motherfucking Them don't know to know, but I seen it, that shit be getting me heated They sabotaging the camouflage, but we ain't been defeated Watch the word amount when I speak it, that's the last of Mohicans We bang it tough, get loud enough, we bang it through the speaker not how many sound boy left one test With a beast that keep on rocking when six block is on the deck Six, we keep it moving, this movement will manifest With an aim of sharp shooting, recruiting the wild west Bless Try not tell me how you rock a spot, Billy I'm like, I'm not really liking what you got, Billy Until I come in broccoli, snatching up that broccoli So hype that you hot, Billy Snatching into cops, Billy Asking how I got Ellie, I'm like, yo, just stop, Billy Trust me, if I give you the blueprints, would you understand it? You would have a better chance telegram, so I'm stand on your block Myself, I'm on it. You swear, <clears throat> what are you doing over there? You alright? Everything. Oof. He was. I'm looking at. Never mind. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Everything, everything's perfectly fine. <laughs> yeah, check it out. Shout out uh, RAW Six Block who produced that man. It, it went through some changes. Big love. It came out, man. It was that super love. We've got so much more coming from Semperfy and the rest of the crew out there. So uh, keep your eyes out for that. Uh, I got two more to play. Two more to play, gentlemen. Two more to play. Um, so I've got one from Track and I've got one from Valiant. And I feel um, the way I've treated Valiant when it comes to playing his tunes that he gets to go first. <laughs> so that's how we're going to do that. You're still but, making uh, a false crowd, Valiant. <laughs> yeah, so for anyone God, who's damn. watching the pod, for all my veterans to the pod, um, you understand why that is. So here we go. This is Cyberposix and Valiant MC. What's the name of his tune, brother? Uh, Sepia featuring Josiah Scribes. By the way, for the Sepify. people in the chat room, it is not hard like the previous two tunes have been. It is very breezy and summery. So, uh, yeah. It's hard, Did man. you just give a disclaimer? <laughs> it's hard. I'm just saying those tunes, tunes were like burn the room down kind of tunes. Yo, Throw you are the captain of the the, like, self-death. This is like no, summer. Stop. No, it's not self It's a dope tune. Summary and easy. I'm like, a play, can I play the music? Sweet. Can I put? Can I? I guess. Yeah. All right. It's out now. Go get it. <laughs> Sepia, right? Yeah. Sepia. Focus recordings. She's Fire ass too. Made one of my lights go. That's you. I'm a 
The chat's buzzing. They feeling it. We got yeah, one they, more. They feeling it. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's out now. Yeah. <clears throat> let me uh, let me help out here. Uh, my man Valiant dropped something on Focus. 
an amazing EP called Never Too Late, featuring yours truly, Jasmine, and uh, Josiah Scribes. Uh, Cyber Post Six, right? Is the uh, uh, yep, yep, produced everything on there, and I think it's worth your while. And actually, on the drive back to New York, we had oh, that on repeat a couple times. Just so you know, by the way, uh, also HD also contributed some production on that tune. Oh, shouts to HD, <laughs> well, you know what I mean, you know, to all the technicalities Absolutely. and inequalities, <laughs> all the people that need to be mentioned for sure. But I yeah. think it's worth your while. And again, you know how I feel about state side heads getting their due and getting their properties. The big <clears throat> again on this whole situation here. So, amen. Amen. <laughs> so this next one, I'm looking forward to hearing. Yeah. Uh, first of all, before we get into that, if anyone's yeah. wondering why I keep making all these weird ass faces, um, I'm still hurting from back procedures. So if I look uncomfortable, it's I'm having a blast. I just want you to know. Okay. I'm happy we're all here, and I'm having a really good time. I don't want my demeanor to uh, sway you otherwise. Thanks. Thanks. You can go now. <laughs> this next tune. Um, well, maybe we shouldn't play the next tune then. No, yeah, so we're, we're going to go. No. Uh, um, yeah, talk this one This up. is, uh, for those who followed, I put out an album a couple years ago called Life in Motion. Still loved up to this day. We're doing a remix project. And I just so happened to up with one of the new bad boys of drum and bass, Benny L. And uh, he remixed uh, uh, one of the Illa tunes, the Serum tune, which is uh, Late Night Connection. Mm-hmm. And I got to say that, uh, side note, this may have been, in my opinion, one of his first foregoings he's ever created. And it's coming out now. And uh, love for you to hear it. And that's all yeah, I got. Looking forward and to this. This is also a really low down tempo song. <laughs> it's not. I'm lying to you. All right. This is what this is what happens when you wake me up at 9 a.m. All right. Fire. Comes out July 20th for those who want to know. July 20th. T dot R dot A dot C dot A Y C Late night flexing, game time, step into a great vibe session. Going past 11 and we rock till 7. What were you expecting? Zoning for the moment, this is when you're not forgetting on the late night. Sounds so heavy, the rollers roll melody, the crowd bows steady. Taking your control, then push it through dimension. Mind and suspension, late night connections. Wanna make that meme with the little kid in the glasses? Taking your control, then push you through dimensions. Mind and suspension, late night connections.
And then whisper in your in the end. <laughs> <laughs> you know I love you. Like, come on, man. That's not. That's mean. Five, five, five. What are those? You lucky we got COVID right now? Because if we was at a party, I'd have broke my leg again. Armani, why don't you uh, tell us about that uh, that shirt and headphones? They ain't pay me. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, Fuck them. I'm a Super HyperX fan. For those who don't know, it's what I do use for all my headsets and my gaming. So an opportunity came about. They actually did a super sick collab with uh, HyperX Champion. Champion. What's funny is um, it's a custom reflect. Uh, they mm-hmm. have this shirt, the hoodie, and some slides. They went to Dale. They are already sold out. They're gone. So I do not know if they're going to know another round. I do know they have a bunch of new collabs coming up. So if you want to follow them, you can go on Instagram right now at HyperX and at Champion. I'm sure you guys know how to follow them. It's not that hard to do. Um, But, yeah, they hooked the brother up, man. It's funny. Like I said, it's a custom reflect. When I look at it right now, it looks great. 
So the mm-hmm. fact that it's popping off the computer screen like that, the way I see it in the yeah, it's got like some purple going yeah, on on my like, side. It's crazy. So like you know what I'm saying? They they really looks like the old school National Geographic hologram covers, like where it's like kind of rainbowy yeah. and shiny. Man, he's got like the that. champion all down his sleeve. I put pictures up on my Instagram, man. But yeah, they hooked the brother up, man. Shout out HyperX. Shout out Champion. Uh, we really appreciate it. All love from the Roti and Poutine con- uh, podcast. I can't talk now. All of a sudden, see. <sighs> Uh, Dot said big up on your Metallica shirt. Oh, That's, I saw. Uh, yeah. Master of Puppets all day. Yeah. That's when good. I was, when I was a kid, when I was a little kid, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell a master story, Master of Puppets story real quick. All right. All right. So I was a kid. We're very, we're very and I know you are. I know this is a total. This is a total white kid story too. So, no, you're fine. um, <laughs> so my brother discovered Metallica, and the first thing I heard from him was "Ride the Lightning," and I was like, "This is great." My mom's like, "What is this garbage?" And I was like, "This is even better than great." Okay, so fast forward a little bit to the summertime. We went to the park. My dad would take us to the park every day, and we got to the park, and our family car was a van. It was carpeted. There was a bed in the back. That was the family car. Good times. Open up the side door, play frisbee, whatnot, like. A little, not too far away was his blanket and four people on the blanket and they had a boom box. It was like two like 80s metal dudes. Like that one guy had a half shirt. Oh, with the fucking wristbands with the spikes on the side kind of dudes? Like, well, kind of, but it was summertime. So not really. He had like the like actual sweat wristbands. Okay. But a half shirt, cut off jean shorts, his friend kind of similar girls. And I remember I was like, how old was I? I was like nine or something like that and i was like i bet those guys have sex <laughs> they're the, they were like to me they were like some of the coolest dudes i'd ever seen right and so they all like ran off to the playground or something and i snuck over to their blanket and i popped the tape out of the boom box and lo and behold it was metallica master puppets and i was like oh this is great so yeah that was like Wait, the start of my you, love affair with old did you just master bump metallica. no yeah. i did not steal it I put it back. I feel like you stole it, and now you're trying to. No, no, I had to. I, I, I had think all you... everything. I didn't buy anything. <laughs> I don't know, Track. What you think? Uh, I think there's more to the story in I some form. It. Did you at least play it while they were gone? No, no, they were playing it on the blanket. Oh, okay. And I was like, oh, this sounds kind of like that band that my brother brought home. I like that band. I think you're lying. No, <laughs> you stole that tape. You stole that tape, though. No. Why'd you no. steal the tape, bro? No. I mean, it's cool. You just be like, yeah, I was a rebel back then. Like, <laughs> my my first concert was Metallica. Name. My first okay. concert was Metallica, and my friend and his mom let me sleep over that night and lied to my mom and said that we were going, like, oh, we're just staying in and like watching movies and stuff like that. Took us to the Metallica concert and stayed over that night, went to school the next day. It was the like, greatest day of my life. Oh, did she wow. know that, or did you just rat yourself out? Because there's still things uh, I don't tell My me. mom doesn't doesn't listen. My mom <laughs> is like phys- physically afraid to touch computers and cell phones. She won't. Okay. So she'll never. <laughs> she just, so you just no. tell us all kinds of stuff right now. So then to let, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, ma'am, uh, we are at the two and a half hour mark. That yes, we is are. A beautiful mark that we normally reach. What does that even mean? Anyway, we had a good time tonight. Um, Big up SS for stopping by. Thank you, every single person that was in the chat is in the chat, uh, and we'll be here next week. We've got a special guest. I will actually be able to tell you a little earlier because we're starting to line them up now. Now that we've got some consistency going, uh, what's next week? Nah, we don't do that, bro. We don't do that. You have to wait. Come through, Dot. Mr. Three Dots. 
You know what I mean? Come just, through, bro. Just, just assume it's going to be good. I don't know what this well, new whispering is. What's with your creepy? Yeah, know, this bro. is like, like, ugh, dude. I got a mic, I got a mic now, so I get to do this. <laughs> I, got my set, I got my setup back, man. It's because MJ said I was always mumbling, so now I'm all up in the mic. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if you were mumbling, can you'd you, be like triplet, triplet. Can you hear me? <laughs> we're almost missing the mumbling Amani, right? Right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to go? Because we can go back to this when I was doing this. Everyone get upset with me and be like, damn, why you ain't interested in this you're show? Like, what you like, say, Amani? Oh, chilling, goddammit. Well, speak up, kid. Speak clearly. 1230 in the afternoon. Anyway, um, yo, uh, no, seriously, uh, I appreciate everybody for stopping through. We definitely <laughs> shut up raw. I see you. Um, shout out to my ATL crew, my New York crew, everybody who stopped through. Once again, it's been a very successful podcast. Definitely. Thank you to Value. Thank you for Track for 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 doing that. Um, shout out to HyperX and Routine Poutine. We'll be back next Thursday. Uh, next Thursday. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. We here yeah, for man, it. Come on through. Until then, everybody, please take care of yourselves. Understand that mental health is not something that should be played with. If you need something to reach out to someone, I hope you all stay well. Take care of yourselves and each other, and we will check you next week big love look i got buttons now watch this shit bam you see that you can still hear me talking you know what i'm saying we gonna go pow pow kick